0: Dude, get fresh crew. You the books, get
1: say poop, poop. Welcome back, one and all, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm American sweetheart Eric Shea, and I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 371. 371, a lot of fun,
2: Eric. I, I end up, I feel bad every week. You well, have sure. to the- America's Sweetheart <laughs> moniker, and I don't have anything. Hey, I'm your short stuff. Did I do that? <laughs> short stack Jim Werner over <laughs> short here. Short stack Jimmy here. What's going on? And then I'm I'm taken to the street. You can't make fun of me from then on because I've already made fun of myself,
1: you right? You keep saying that, but I don't think that's true. Hey, it's I'm a double down. Jimmy.
2: Yeah, you are. You're a triple down. <laughs> jerk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's show. We have five books. Each one better than the next is what Eric said to me, so I can't wait to hear what he has to say You're about the liar those. short stack but with all that short stack here <laughs> ooh, ooh, can i do that when <laughs> i say that it'd be pretty cool uh hey welcome here and <laughs> if you want to know more about you know america's sweetheart over there Shortstack right here Go over to the Twitters, and it is Weird Science DC, and then go to our website, com, and go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash science, where you can get a bunch of shows and kind of the extension of this show because you can go and get the DC Comics Spotlight, the two books picked by the badasses that get fresh Crew, reap a ooh. boob,
0: <laughs> get on the
2: trolley boy. You end up going there and getting those. This week, they ended up picking the stack. Do you think Crush. short
1: stack is like a, a slang term for a trolley?
2: Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's,
1: you know, I'm, I'm
2: here. I got the, the rice aroni. I'm going around here. Oh, you're <laughs> a San Francisco treat. I got you. I am a Jim San Francisco, Francisco treat over here. Yeah, never been passed like Pittsburgh, but still, I'm the San Francisco treat, baby. And it is Crush and Lobo number three and Crime Syndicate number six were picked by. The Badass is to be on the Spotlight, an episode that was about an hour and 15 minutes long. We had some fun before and after talking about the books, Eric, in what you said was an impromptu pop culture. Podcast, like but we had some fun. We we usually at that point haven't talked to each other in a couple of days. So we usually end up having a lot of fun because the love, Eric, it's all about the love. But with the love that we have for everybody in the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, this is... The shout out, Eric. This is the roll call. These are uh, the few and above and beyond. I don't know what I'm saying, but the, the ones that you can, you can blame them. <laughs> I was trying to segue into the badass. It was not going well. Thank you for bailing me out. These are the badasses, Eric. And you can blame them because if you needed to hear that crush and Lobo number three, or the crime it's all syndicate. their fault, right? Nah, Either one of those, you know, one better than the next, I heard you say as well. Oh, my God. It's always the ones I say won't be picked. They're always picked. Jay Jennings, back for the attack. Thank you. Uh, Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast. Ted Probes. I love Punchline, Eric. I don't know. I think I'm more of a Miracle Molly fan myself. Forrest Pauly, whose son might have a, an inside track to the Monster match 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 cereal. Match cereal. Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New, Dave, Lady, Abby, Red, Matches, Balone, Niels T-Word, he likes Hump Day, I hear him. David Fink, Joey Barcasco, Steven Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Super 2 to you and me. Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky over there on the YouTube, Seller Dweller. Mark Jager, Elgin Stojan, Nick Adams, Philip Beer of the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, who I just spoke with for about an hour and a half, Simon, Luis, Manship, who was in Maui Maui Ship. Andrew in and Belfast who just got his second vaccination shot, Eric, and it really hit him. Swanee, and as I said, these are the badasses. <laughs> Wait, a uh, just finish. <laughs> Anthony G, Josh <laughs> Ramillion, Dalton Edom, <laughs> my man Pete from MIC, oh, Sailor Moon, Mark, man. our man Rob Lewis, man. B Murray, and man. Double A Run. And as you have going on, Eric, I don't know what's happening.
0: <laughs> what episode are we I know on?
1: Is. I know what's
2: happening. I ended up trying to get it off. I can't see. <laughs> I don't got my glasses, Eric. I really, I, I think I am losing my sight is what's happening. I'm losing but sight. But you sure of, can smell. I'm losing sight. Yes. I'm losing sight of what a real intro to a podcast should be. So those are the badasses, Eric. That they was sure one are of the best badass roll calls that there ever has been in, in anything. Eric, we'll get it right ever. one day. One day. One, but it, will that be as good? Will people appreciate that as much? Be Maybe like, better. What, what happened? They're like, really? They're like, Boy, an intro that should take like two minutes only took a, a minute and a half. Thank God we can get right to the books, right? Is that what they'll say with that laser focus? Ah, uh, but yeah, thanks all the badasses. Thanks all of the Get Fresh group. Beep, boom. And like we said, we have a, a five books, a five books. We also have some mail and Clay coming in with some things himself. Eric, I'm not well prepared. Here we go though, Good. because I am well prepared for the books, which we're going to start with right about now.
0: You know, hey man, these keeper blew up my home I got the hey man, they'll put you right in your face The magistrate will come and rip that mask off your face Hey man, a future state is insane Hey man, got well Gotham's down the drain Hey man, well Batman said now blam blam He said he had to save it, but he up then he on uh, lean on me man, cause the cyber's gonna stick it In the Magistrate City, I'm the only, only man, cause we ain't got time to check it. In the Magistrate
2: City, stay out of sight. It's not right. It's not right, Eric. It just is not right. As We we get very close to a future state. Then again, I mean, (laughs) Gotham's a cesspool (laughs) of
1: nonsense, But you say this, I'm telling you, this week in books, like we're always saying the idea about, you know, Future state and how we every time we did future state when it came out too like for that it was two months in January and February we had to specify what year the book was taking place and we could say jumbled all over the place and now every book this week I realize oh shit future states tomorrow yeah for everybody <laughs> yeah
2: they're like when does it take place Sunday. <laughs> That's all it is It is I mean, 8 PM Central. A, And and listening to the song again Again, it's a dated song because of things like the Cybers and things like that But I'm just waiting for no, that no. Next, next issue right? cyber showing I'm up, getting you. some
1: Lazarus Resin, it's all good
2: When we heard the Lazarus Resin being mentioned in the Robin book, I'm like, here we go, here yep. we go. It's all coming here You know, here. the Lazarus Resin that makes you immortal But also gets the squeaky joints of the Cybers going I don't understand it uh, but Is here the tin we are. Oil of <laughs> that's all I kept thinking of—the Tin Man. <laughs> He's there, squeak, squeak. Uh, but yeah, that's why we have Squeak in this area. It all ties together. It uh, does not. But yeah, in this section, we're gonna have you know Batman, A little Justice League, right? You love the Justice League. I, uh, y- you're waiting I for the Green G- Lantern. You're also waiting for the Justice League book, right? Oh
1: my, that was shader. I don't know. No, no, it's not shader. Even when I told you, this to me is not a Justice League book. This is a Bendis book that features Justice League characters. And I'm like, why are you misusing these characters, Bendis? Because what I want is a Justice League book. Holy moly. That's about as mad as you've gotten in a while. Holy crap. Ooh, I'm a
2: Steven. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You end up where uh, this week, out of nowhere, well, not out of nowhere, we know where it came from, but I was told myself personally by like five people that they had dropped the Justice League book that they've well, done. that's because they're able to read and they are, Eric. Oh, my God. Listen to you. you you're like a tree throwing all the Look, How and, many uh, bad scores can I give this book? Come on. I have been talking shit on this book since it came out. And who hasn't? I mean, some people. I saw one review this week. It's like, this greatest is my greatest book ever. <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh, what? Which, again, uh, it should be really good with a competent writer because of the strange roster that we have here. Like, you have the, the normal beats of the Just League members, stuff like that, but you have a lot of cool additions to it that you don't normally get to see, and it should be really cool and interesting. But you know what? It's not. Not. It's not. It isn't. And it's not. It's, it's not.
2: You know, one of my favorite characters in American Dad. And when Weird. you do this all, it was funny because I could kind of gauge the person, who they are, what I've talked to them about and whatnot, of why they were quitting the book. And a couple of them were just straight up Aquaman. When Bendis had the water, which was in, you know, half a Zan going, being, you know, separate, throws it on him to power oh, up Aquaman. Yes. That was when. They were done. And I even said to these two guys, like, oh, it was the the water with Aquaman. They're like, yep, that was it. That's when they realized that even though that's so the you big tell book me with Aquaman, they were gone. The, the
1: big kicker for a lot of people are going to be Aquaman fans and Wonder Twin fans, because he screwed those up in one, like, you know, two panels. It was funny, because then
2: I had one person, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what? what? Like, why are you dropping it? And basically said, they love Naomi. Uh-huh. And this is making them hate Naomi and they want to wait to season two of Naomi to get and so they were like I'm done I'm going to put this aside because I don't want to hate a character that I really think I enjoy but then I said like this isn't somebody else writing it you're going to get hey, the hey, same season guy one,
1: you also got David F. Walker co-writing but did he, did he? I don't so know. we'll
2: see I don't but know, with much. that I mean this Naomi just shows up as like a centerpiece type deal to keep almost like you're trying to have that be the glue that keeps everything together, but it doesn't because there's topica. no way to get anything. Oh, my God. That's the United Federation of Planets? No, who knows? Who knows, Eric? No, checkmate. Now, checkmate and with the with Damon Rose? The mini Lane is what I uh, was wondering about. The Dam- Did you think, like, the way they were talking about Damon Rose, I'm thinking in my mind, are they just that old that they think he's, like, three? Because he didn't seem that young. And he's Lois Lane's brother. Lois Lane's at least 80, right? she has been around a while. All right. <laughs> a little long in the tooth. I just, the way they were saying, that kid, that kid, I'm like, I didn't really get that. It, it just seemed like the age of most of the Well, the thing stuff. is, though,
1: for the most part, the Damon Rose want not be much older than Connor Hawk, Green Arrow's kid. So when you have, you know, a kid and somebody similar age, you're going to call it a kid. Yeah, it seemed like he was older to How me. I guess Lucy maybe- Uh,
2: lucy lucy Lucy. exactly bendis lucy Lucy is is i mean she's hanging out she's hanging out with pig pen and doing the psychiatry with charlie brown i know her Uh, that's good yeah he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing and and this issue when we do get to it he screws up again he screws up now it's it's an art thing but how many times can that go wrong for one guy where you can't blame him as well because characters show up that are either dead or, you know, statues were not part of the it. Why are you talking nonsense. about Justice League so much just right now, Jim? Nonsense, what are you doing Justice right now. Just see. Uh, I'm just mad at that, and I told you it got me angry. We're going to start with the book. didn't get me angry because I was kind of, I don't know, I was a little bored with it, but it is Batman number 111, written by James Tynan, the fourth art by Jorge Jimenez, colors by Timo Moray, and letters by Clayton Cowles. Tynan gets his pieces set for fear state with a battle and a betrayal. Scarecrow is the big bad going forward. And while that's cool, this was a real tiny appetizer to what I hope is a better main course. And I just, I don't need, you know, Batman playing side character to miracle Molly and squeak. And, 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 you know, or whatever,
1: Breaker. I'm breaker, telling you, half the
2: guys, we don't even know the names. And well, then that, when they're That's like-
1: the greatest sin about this, because you need, like, we talked about it the last time with Batman, you know, the last issue that came out, the idea of them going after the Unsanity Collective, and how I said that they were just there to be cannon fodder, which essentially they are. They're a threat, though, but do you really care about the threat of the Unsanity Collective because you don't know anything about them where... Or- Here's Master Wise Miracle Molly, Squeak, and Breaker There's a whole group of them, but it doesn't matter These are the ones that you're supposed to care about And hopefully you can remember their name from issue to issue
2: Yeah, and I remember I said We were arguing about it on Sandy Collect. And I said, they're not going to do anything to Miracle Molly Because he seems to think this is a breakout character A la, you know, Punchline or whatever I don't think she is uh, She's and the new she, Ghost Makers? She almost feels like it's like punchline light. She and, the Clown Hunters? Yeah. Well, we're going to get a one shot Clown Hunter coming up. So, even that, it, is that too far remote now? Because I think it is. But, oh, I do I'm just wondering
1: where the Gardner one shot is. Uh, well, well, we'll get that later. Because I you, love Gardner. Uh, yeah. You, you, <laughs>
2: just like all these
1: characters. though. So that's I, the I, thing. I know.
2: What the, the funny thing about these are I keyed. they end up throwing these characters out and about. Then you don't get them because there's too many. And then when they come back, like the Unsanity Collective as a whole, you don't care about them anymore because they're nothing. They really play off. And now all of a sudden you're supposed to think of them as sympathetic characters, but you don't know them enough. There's not enough for me to care about Squeak and even Miracle Molly. Squeak, the idea is they're young. So oh, you're exactly. like, Squeak's oh, you know, a little child. That's the only of squeak, thing, but hurt and caring it still about doesn't and not play. You take Squeak and, and, you know, get them fixed up and then never see it. i don't care i mean i really don't have a connection no with and even the
1: idea of the unsanity collective where we have a group of people who go around apparently this you know work for hire crooks if need be with simon saint but when we get the money what are we going to do all they're doing it seems like to me is andre trojan stuff from the superman book for the future state where they become these you know cyborg characters yeah and you say that and I can only go with what you say because that's
2: what we see. But it, I can't grasp and put my head around what exactly they are, what exactly they're well, doing. I, I you know still, Miracle
1: Molly's got a robot eye. And she, yeah, a but I'm
2: saying like the idea that you still even have Sean come in, Peacekeeper 1. No. Get out of here, hippies. I'm like, really? Like, I don't know don't what like they're doing. <laughs> and he doesn't. None of them. That magistrate's against the hippies. Oh, hippies no, a long in your hair. mind. Would you you think of these, because when I think of hippies, I don't really think Neo of, hippies. you know, well, with that, even then, are they hippies? Because, like, I've never seen hippies making Android robots
1: of themselves. How many things. hippies do you hang out with and don't think of, like, when you think of hippies, too, you're also thinking of the 60s. There could be hippies out here who have robotic degrees. I don't know if you get a degree in robotics, but I'm sure there's something along those lines.
2: Nobody's used the word hippie in at least 40 years. I mean, I am and thinking of. And going to be the future, of, I'm though. I'm fully thinking of Woodstock. Woodstock 99. Don't think of <laughs> Woodstock oh, 99. It went wrong. Uh, but even then, in Woodstock 99, one of the big things is, if you watch that documentary, I don't want it to. It was the, screw them hippies. This is our Woodstock. Like, in 99, they were already saying that word. Well, going it made ridiculous. sense to me
1: at that point in time, because I think Cartman from South Park on it. Everybody loved Cartman back in 99. Yeah. and so But now,
2: and so you have this going on, but really, oh, I don't know what they're doing anymore except hanging out. They're hanging out, doing things. When you end up going and they're like, we got to get back to the mind machine. I'm like, I forgot all about that. Then they're like, hey, Mr. Wiseman, I forget about him. Hey, I didn't even know the whole deal was a master. And so as this is going, it's almost like we're getting the fear state. I wanna use Mirko Molly later, so let's do something, but this never really hits in this issue because but the thing is I, don't I really will care tell about you, there, there was
1: a moment in this when Ghostmaker, Harley showed up to back up Batman, when they all came in, to, you know, help the unsanity collective against the magistrate and peacemaker one. And I thought to myself at this time where everybody wants to put their mark on the Bat Family, Batman in general, whenever they have a run of it. And I thought to myself, you know, thinking back like I'm in twenty years from now, thinking back in a weird time of when James Tynum was on the book and the Bat Family that he used. If he actually has a Batman movie that includes, like, you know, Bruce Wayne, Batman's, you know cohort says you know collaborators here and they are Ghostmaker, harley quinn and a miracle molly become his you know pseudo like you know new bat family at this point in time I'm like that could be kind of cool i don't know the The problem i have with that though is like so you it's say, like how i feel about the justice League members the like the problem you gotta is though, no
2: yeah you say that you like naomi on the deal because naomi is exactly what miracle molly and Ghostmaker are they're in the bat family from nowhere they end up showing up he tries to you know get you in with them being on the team but it isn't like that just like when you're like, oh, my God, who can it be Firestorm? It's his time. I mean, he's done the duty. This is just this is thrown at right. you. And it's just, hey, you know, I'll get these characters I made and elevate them by well, let's calling just say he them has the 60 Batman. more
1: issues, whatever, maybe more. I don't know actually how many issues he's done so, mar- so far of Batman, but, um, you know. There is time to really flesh these characters out. We don't need to flesh out Harley too much, but we do need to flesh out her out in the idea of working close with Batman and her you know, idea of being a hero back in Gotham for the first time. Of just pure issues, I
2: would believe it would be 26 around okay. there because he came on at 86 when uh, Tom King left. So he's been on it a while and it doesn't seem like that long, but it also seems like forever in a weird way. But I do like Harley coming in here and I like having her being elevated with that because she needs to do something different i know that people get all upset about her and whatnot and uh you know back and forth we jump back and forth with the regular book her solo book we like it one issue or not so i don't mind seeing her here and this isn't overplayed it's almost like you know when she
1: shows up here it's when batman takes her call her own book is when he like lets it go to voicemail yeah yeah really and
2: even though when you have this i mean Webner punchline was into this well you have it well miracle molly again Character design and things—it's—it's it's almost too much a Harley-esque
1: character.
2: Even though she plays it off a little I don't know. but
1: Isabel looks—you so can tell me that Miracle Molly is the designer's daughter. The way and she's I'm dressed. saying, you just go down the line; they all look the same. Uh, you know,
2: Tynan must spell it out, like make them all look like this, and so make you, it look like nineteen eighty-nine vomited all them. I mean, really, I don't consider her a quote-unquote clown. I said she looks like Viv Vision on a Bender, uh, but. I don't know, Clown Hunter, I don't think he's distinguishing. I think he thinks she's a clown. The way that she looks and with Breaker really does look like to me like a big bulky like clown character there. he does also he? is a clown? Yeah, I'm saying, look at the hat he has with the puff balls on it and stuff. I think they all look they look like <laughs> I'm a bunch to of get to fucking where clowns right now. Uh, But yeah, no, I, I'm telling got, you. Isn't that just that his sticking out of his mask? It might be, but it looks like something a clown I'm saying clown like you, Eric, uh. is what you would wear. But no, I don't I mind. Might. Now, the problem is Harley
1: shows up and that's, it's-, it's that's, that's just letting you know, Jim, that they're unsane. <laughs> yeah, I see. Even that, I, I just, <laughs> they don't hit. So exactly, with but that, I think Miracle Molly could overall. I think the Unsounding Collective and Master Wise might go down and Miracle Molly might have a vendetta and work with Batman in the future. Obviously, she's
2: going to, we have a one shot coming up and it's a character that he's trying to push. So yeah. she's probably going to be. But with that, like, it's a weird deal. You have Ghostmaker, Harley, and Batman. They come swooping in because you have the unsanity collective, they're about to be taken down. They're about to be, you know, slapped around by the magistrate. Piece, Peacekeeper one, right? So they come in, they need to, they're gonna stop this. And while I think that Harley and Ghostmaker are pretty good because you don't get too much, the problem is you get just as much as Batman. In his own book and it's not enough So it's a weird kind of deal Because he's really trying to give you this Unsanity collective deal as we go into Fear state and I don't care about them And this doesn't make me care anymore Though I'm like all right, whatever It it doesn't ruin the issue but I needed More Batman and I needed More something because this really by the end Felt like okay what we really Need to do is to have Nakano come out and say listen the magistrate everybody is here, people The magistrate's here and then you have to I have the betrayal. You have to have, and then Simon <laughs> Saint somehow I throwing up his lunch. trail. Yeah, I know. And so you need those two. So everything which is so it funny to me because like filler.
1: you had this whole thing where you know, like uh, Batman gets away with the uh, the Unsanity Collective and puts them on Ghostmaker's airship, and they all take off. and The Magistrate are going to go, you know, back off to the Arkham Asylum where Scarecrow's at, and Batman's going to be able to follow because he put a little tracker in, you know, Peacekeeper One. But the idea now that, like, you know. Uh, Simon St. will say, it's like, okay, we've gotten everything to a head that we need to now. It's like, we're going to put you around. We're going to say, you know, we're going hi- to – and the weird part is like, we're going to hire you, Jonathan Crane, to be a, like, a, like a a person inside this whole thing. Even though for weeks now, it seems like he's been the scourge of the city with all oh, – oh my god, what's there going to be? A gas attack, a fear attack. Oh my god, the scarecrow's out of the like, And the weird part is we see that this does happen in future states. Well, that's the weird part about person. it.
2: Because what we're seeing and, and I don't mind it's funny too because it's playing off the idea of the worst hacker in the world gets hired by the FBI yeah, to yeah. be the anti hacker. So I, but the weird thing about I it is those where, shows. I do too. We're seeing a betrayal but yet the plan that was set into like is this actually are we seeing a divergence of things? It's weird because what we get in fear state is him working. Well that's with the whole thing. Even Simon with the Saint, whole idea, it it's like, seems.
1: I've already worked out the finicky details. We'll hire you in an official capacity as a consultant to the magistrate to prevent future attacks. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, All right, you are gonna do that, but why would you continue to do that, especially because this issue's whole idea is Alright, we're gonna put the master on a hole for a while because it's fear state bitches and uh, scarecrow bitches. You know what's funny
2: too? You end up saying to Scarecrow, basically, like, Hey, we set this up. We're gun's we're gonna hire you to be the guy who doesn't you know, we're gonna hire you so that there's no more fear attacks. And it's almost like Homer being hired as the safety manager once he wasn't actually working <laughs> there was no accidents <laughs> so well, it's a weird deal of well, it's doing a, this what's all the
1: wines what Nakano is doing with Hugo Strange in the Harley book it's like oh you know what we have this new and it's even before the idea like look that's Simon saying he wants to do this magistrate program in my city no no I'm going to put together the safe program, everybody. And you know who I'm going to get to run it? That guy from Arkham Asylum, Hugo Strange. <laughs> oh, you mean the doctor? No, the patient. He's yeah. <laughs> going to run this. And I'm going to bring about. So the idea that we're going to do this, like, and now here's Scarecrow. Oh, he's going to work for us too. I'm like, Simon, Satan, and just make really bad hiring oh, decisions. I'm, I'm
2: telling you right now, seriously, as a goof, I might try, but I probably won't. But I'd love to have <laughs> you running for the mayor of Gotham in one of the attack ads Quaker against Nakano, but I want you against Nakano, and it's like, he, I, like the list Bro, of shit he's done Right, How I just
1: promise Quaker Town, we're not gonna have any more Joker attacks, i we're gonna run a smear campaign against Nakano in our town. All
2: you have to do is say, I won't be Nakano. You're in. You you just got look hired at this. I mean,
1: I have two eyes. I have a better vision oh my for God, our future. Look at you.
2: That's what you're going to go with now. That's a piece of shit platform. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have tiny tiny vision. You
1: can't see. Either. I can't see you nothing. Jerk. But I got you two of them. You should have an iPad. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah,
2: you have two. They might not work. I'm right, not going to wear two it, though.
1: just to make sure my freaking. You know, like my picture will
2: work. You're about to get canceled. Uh, but <laughs> really, the 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 shame of all this. Really, the shame of it. I thought Nakano was a good guy uh-huh. and i, it, I mean, but he i is. got I don't think you can go with that anymore. The minute that you make this many mistakes he, and keep going he with it. It just
1: makes bad decisions, though. Sometimes you look, sometimes being somebody or somebody in charge like this, you don't want to have anybody look down on you. Sometimes you got to double down on your bad decisions <laughs>
2: before you come around <laughs> and realize, Oh no, what did or I do? You see, sometimes you got to look closer. as what you say. Everything <laughs> you say to him has to do with vision. Uh, <laughs> even that, I mean,
1: it's like he hired Hugh Vile. He did. It's all. His yeah the kind of makes some bad things it's right all now his but the fault. thing is fault. but he his never goes back he is being worked over by Simon Saint I've never Saint, seen him say I apologize I mean some of the stuff well, like Hugo strange clothes yeah Hugo
2: strange isn't exactly full Simon Saint I mean he's doing things besides
1: just Simon Saint even at this point though you know, I, just imagine that if we think about the Harley book with the detective book, like you know, on his like I don't want to say ca- like his cabinet, but in his office working for Nakano, you had Hugh Vile, who has a mouth monster, infects people with rage worms in their eyeballs, and let's just say that Hugo Strange's son, freaking keepsake, is another guy who works in the office, and he's like, and how will you just hire you know Hugo Strange, you know, do all this? Everybody in just in Nakano's office is leading him down a terrible path. It's not Nakano's fault. He has an open door to to
2: freaking what's his name. Uh, blowing up half the city. Oh my freaking Mister Worth! Mister Worth. I mean, everything that he does ends up. He like, invests a lot of money in the hell, Gotham is a, a shithole. I mean, it always is we always say the idea, but it half of it's blown up since the Joker. All these Thing things. Is, like he's just sitting around.
1: Nekano is a hero because he's trying to stuff. Do you want in the end of like Mayor Hill, like he was run through swords by the Lake of Shadows? That
2: would that would be trouble. <laughs> even with the, you even have like. In this, we're supposed to care about, like I said, the Unsanity Collective. I really don't. You have, I don't you have Squeak and Miracle Molly. They end up being able to escape from the magistrate I like with the Molly, help of Miracle Molly because she's
1: cool looking. I would like her to add to the pseudo Bat family. Of I'd like the to Sarah know more Batman. about
2: her, though, and and she could be the tech and we person, can, I and guess. We but... There is time. There is, but you're actually, she's been around for quite some time now, a just like to throw issues. her here to get the fear. It, no, I think it's been about eight, actually. It's been a while since she was first introduced in it, and then we went away from her. And we ended up doing all this other stuff leading to this. So we end up having that Unsanity because the Uncanny Collective was the first part of this arc, all this, and this is part six. So we've had some going on mr wise seemed to be the big deal he got pushed aside like barbados did when the big to do would have ended well, that's up being the, thing, the batman Jim. who he, laughs it, we
1: had to push aside because he's not the big bad he's the dupe well i'm saying mr wise he just doesn't do anything
2: he just stands there and they go in hey they're so wise they even say we have the mind machines we got to get the mind machines they really don't do anything with that just yet and they're gonna fix squeak i'm
1: trying to remember how those mind machines work to show you that you're unsane
2: yeah, that to show I, you the truth. I mean, even the idea of trying to get their memories back and stuff. I don't know what they're playing with fully. And oh, Well, that's what that, it does, though, right? It, it yeah. actually
1: wipes your mind and then like you create your own personality
2: based on nothing. It would have been funny. They want to get to the mind machines, because then I'll forget I got shot and then I won't be hurt. That's what they'll play with. But they, they end up trying to, you know, save squeak. While that's going on, you do have this betrayal. And you know, we oh, no. saw this from a mile away and what i do think is funny too is right now i think that sean mahoney the peacekeeper
1: one he's a piece of crap right he's piece he crap like a piece of crap one does he seem like a forgiving type to you uh, no i don't I think he know. seems like anything I, I, but I, after this whole thing though where scarecrow and like you know infects him with the fear toxin like with more toxin than anybody's ever had he's surprised if anybody's going to live through this because of how much it is and sean mahoney loses his damn mind out of the freaking you know the sight of the scarecrow how do you go down a few years down the line? You know what? You're going to work for me, buddy. <laughs>
2: yeah. The weird part is, is I don't even know why. Like, it must be something in fear state where you need to have Peacekeeper 1 go completely berserk. Oh, yeah. But I, I, don't know that, I don't know that you needed that because I think that I could already think him going completely berserk. I think that he's already unhinged. He already is ready to just kill anybody. At point, Simon Saint has pulled him back. Wouldn't let him you know kill batman at that one point so i don't know that i necessarily needed to see him up the ante of craziness or anger because i already had that and like you said then i keep thinking of future state and how he's then gonna team up like it's weird but that's what it seems to be i wouldn't he's just know how the going needles like a-
1: on scarecrow's fingers pierce and shatter the freaking high-tech mask of peacekeeper one to get to his face i don't I, how does he eat He's sitting there eating. He's like he's stabbing himself. I like also where
2: he says, "I so was be gonna, careful. I was gonna inject myself, but I'd rather do yeah. it with you." I'm like, yeah, it's usually better to with somebody else. Uh but while that's going on, Batman did have the tracker on Peacekeeper One as they were heading back to Arkham, is where it seems like he's been hiding out in the destruction. So they end up going there, and you kind of have Batman go into. What we always have started. We get the beginning by the end of this of what we had seen him I, having Batman under his control. The and stuff way like this that.
1: works, where you're going to infect Batman with this fear toxin and then also unclothe him and put him in a leather daddy costume and strap him to a chair. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, fear. That's, that's the You sexy know what? terrifying to me. I'm so
2: telling I you, I'm, I, I go to bed afraid of that every <laughs> single day. I'm telling you, that's what happens. Now, with that, isn't it a weird deal that you almost are seemingly playing the game that Fear State will have Batman off away from the action in a fear-induced nightmare type deal – that kind of happened at bits in the Joker war as well. Like y- you end up where oh, yeah, James Tynan, you-, you know what I mean? Like James Tynan, if this is what he's setting up, because it certainly looks like it. James Tynan seems to like to have these events well, without I, Batman I really being involved.
1: I do hope that fear state starts because since we've had this entire arc, every issue has begun with Batman being a leather daddy, sitting in a chair, trying to remember where this all began. So since we see the aftermath of what happens here, he gets out right there at the beginning of fear state. And we can do like, you know, Get back on the Batman track and start doing stuff. Well, it would be a jump where he's off doing stuff and, like, he comes back and realizes, oh, my God, it's already fear state. Now I got to do Batman shit. Yeah, if he comes – but that also, you know, he might come out of that like we had
2: seen leading and then maybe the Bat family has gathered up and started doing some things. Behind, Which would be cool. You know, with that, that'd be a cool jump with that. Now, with that, that's the main Story, right? Well, now, I didn't even finish, actually, just to to throw it out there. I didn't finish my blurb because I had at the end, oh, yeah, the Ghostmaker backup still sucks balls, Eric. I just want to say, Eisner. Eisner, (laughs) Eisner. It's nothing. And it's not only nothing, it <laughs> infuriates me when I'm reading it because we're introducing a character I don't know, don't Again, care about. Why
1: don't they talk about the names? We got the names for the first time in the back after we introduced everybody. I'm like, and then we spent a month in between issues for many issues now, and I'm sitting like, like maybe two weeks at a time. I forget if it's bi-monthly or whatever, bi-weekly, but the idea that we go into a new character's thing and like this dude likes pain and wants to be pretty much be a set of bite it seems like, with exploring the like, you know. The exploration of pain itself and how it can take you to new heights of and death and all this other stuff. Where you look like a mummy and like, you know, Ghostmaker's better than you at it. The way that I explained it, he is zazz as a mummy. It seems he's it saying like. the
2: slice and stuff. But the character design looks okay. Yeah.
1: It looks, looks interesting. like one of those nightmare
2: creatures from that Capcom game. Yeah, it does. Yeah, actually it does. And so, deal. you know, give us something. You don't give us a name. And also, you, you're waxing poetic. With this guy that you don't care about Just to say that, oh man, that Ghostmaker Pretty oh, badass, He's right? pretty cool, I know, he dead. Dead. Oh, Ma- I know he ain't dead
1: I'm Midas, I know he ain't dead I love the big
2: reveal, the big, you know Shocking wow moment And this is like, listen there, Ghostmaker you won't be able to talk because when I do all this pain on people, they don't talk. He's like, yeah, well, it's not so much. He's like, you're talking. I'm like, this isn't enough for me. i, I and knowing about though, this the,
1: guy as a kid and stuff. I'm like, I, I don't care. I will tell you this, this exploration. I'm telling you, cause his because the way he does this in the backup for our main villain here, it almost seems like Frank from the you know, Hellraiser trying to find the lament configuration and solve that the, like, you know, explore the pain and death and like ecstasy, all that stuff rolled together. And then the Cenobites took him and, you know, he went to hell. But him Funny, I thought this. you meant Hellblazer. And no, then no, like, not nope. Hellblazer, no. He's talking the Cinnabons. I'm That's talking what about the Cinnabites with the Pinheads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he means the Wolfman. But, but I will I tell think. you Wolf that Man. this
1: whole exploration he does, which gives him a longevity of life. To me. Yes, he looks like a mummy or something like that. But when he has Ghostmaker, and Ghostmaker's able to overcome everything he's throwing at him because he knows pain and death better than this guy has in 100 years of study. And then immediately severs his connection to it so he can't feel anything like – Oh, that shit's hardcore, Ghostmaker. It is hardcore, but the problem is it gets
2: real lost in the narration and the the whole deal going. And then at the end- I thought it's pretty know, hardcore. You end up with like, oh my God, he is alive. Ah! And then they're all yelling. And we're going to have it concluded in Batman Annual number one. I'm like, thank God. Like really, these, this backup is just nothing. No, I want it to I, end. I, I just, I will laugh if they're actually planning on collecting this Ghostmaker as if I nobody's going to buy it. It's nonsense, but yeah. Look, I, I told to you the end. other
1: day, I saw somebody on Twitter who completed their co- their Ghostmaker cosplay, and it looked amazing. I'm like, mate, this person seems like a hardcore Ghostmaker person, so they might want to get that collected edition. I'm telling you, you. You do that, and then
2: the next day, you go to the same con, and you just say you're some random villain D- D- from Metal Gear Solid. It works, because I swear I saw that villain <laughs> like six times. Uh, but with that, the arts Really good. Oh, I love uh, the Throughout, art. I even I, it's funny too because at first, first reading, I did not like the art in the Ghostmaker backup, but it almost was that last page where you have all the grinning anime-looking characters, yeah, I like and that that, part. that got me angry. But then <laughs> rereading it again, I was like, I, I don't mind it. I don't Just mind because the, the whole The guy's deal.
1: a mummy. I think it works better this issue for his backstory. I, I don't like the the main lady.
2: You know, Matt, like, ma- yeah, look at her in that ending. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like. What's it. going on with you? And there's little girl ninja. I don't know. Isn't she an I don't android? I, I have no idea, Eric. But the the regular is really good. Uh, especially, I mean, when you have the Bat Family,
1: quote unquote, comes through.
2: Uh, that looks. I awesome. just love and the idea
1: that we can say that right now. People would hate, probably hate us. Batman fans would be despising us talking about this right now. The idea of this era's Bat Family and what could be in people's minds. I think about these situations. You got Batman coming down. You got a Ghostmaker, a Harley Quinn, and possibly a Miracle Molly in there. It's the craziest thing you could ever imagine. Oh, it is Batman crazy. Book. It's like having Justice League with Naomi
2: and the big villains, the Sinmar you But with a more competent right? writer. No, that's the problem is I think that we're not so angry at James Tynan, though some are. Some are really are. angry with the characters that he keeps throwing. And I think that overall, getting back to this entire issue, a main issue of Batman, I think that my biggest problem with this is, you did have too many characters and he has too many ideas of what he wants to have these characters do. So right before fear state, which starts next issue, you have to throw in the unsanity collective seemingly out of nowhere. Again, call them hippies, have the, you know, have the moment of, you know, tension or whatever, because uh, you know, a little child gets hurt. And, 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 that is, again, that's so like Tom King ask in my mind because you can't have, there's not enough room to do much more than that. So, Little child gets hurt, we're going to save Squeak, we're going to go, but nothing really We keep saying this, we don't Even mention that you end up having Breaker, he's Dead, maybe? Yeah, he's, he's dead, dead in I my mean, mind, yeah. Yeah, and so, but, you know, we hardly but, knew he. Exactly, the I, thing is,
1: it's the biggest sin of this comic where you're, you have to care about the unsettled Collective, and I just that's don't. That's the
2: problem. So, with all of that, I'm giving it a 6.5. I gave it a 6.5 on the site. But mainly, I'm I'm looking forward to Fear State now. I Me think too. that it's cool. We get Scarecrow as the villain. You always love that. We'll see how that works that's out. That's the thing is,
1: I always love that. I don't love the Scarecrow. Well, no, I know. The I was going to say, we'll see if we actually like that because
0: scarecrow has just been the first, hanging out i want we don't the really first see issue
1: of fear state to be well enough of this bullshit nonsense to take off put on his old costume yeah i love that the idea too where tynan's
2: doing this and he has to have him say listen batman i knew you were here i've upped the Annie. we see that he can read minds all this stuff going on They're trapped and, over his ass. And, and he says uh I, I I'm a Classic. doctor. When he says I'm a doctor, I was a professor. I'm like, there's Tynan throwing it in. Like yeah. I also realized, and it's funny because remember in that first deal, everything where matters. He's shooting guns at people in the classroom to see if they're afraid. Scared. I'm like, you better forget about that part of your deal. But it was kind of funny. Remember the well, only reason he became the scarecrow? I get away
1: with that shit. The only
2: reason he became the scarecrow is because a bunch of the other faculty are like, look at that guy's clothes. He looks like a scarecrow. It's like I'll go with it. Look at that shabby dude. So funny. It's so ridiculous. Well, even along everything those lines
1: matters of thinking about you know what came before and all the different eras of batman like i said the crazy thing of this could be the bat family of this era i thought about this already because it was on twitter again a lot of my stuff comes from twitter where i see things and think about different things but when you have a 1950s style bat family put up there and like it's from that era of 1950 where you have batman robin batwoman kathy kane any freaking a batmite up there as the bat family I'm like Yep, that was the Bat-Family of the era, and I want this to be the Bat-Family of this era. That's fine. I, I kind of like, you know, little Nightwings
2: in there. Little, you yeah, know, I've, I've Drake, seen that, though. Right? I know. But again, I, I've never seen Nightwings. This could, could be New Coke, though. Go it could to work that.
1: out where the point where it's like, oh, man, I miss the rest of the Bat-Family. And then they give it, and it's the greatest thing ever. Or it could actually work better than New Coke and actually be tasty. It, it can be whatever, but what I want it. This is the 3 a.m. Bat Family.
2: This is the Bat Family when nobody else answers the call. Batman calls Ghostmaker. Well, and he ain't paying hey, everybody's bills now. They ain't answering yeah, the exactly. calls no more. Well, then there you have it. And then when he ends up just, just imagine how funny a deal would be where you have Batman, Ghostmaker, and Harley, and they're like, yeah, they're doing stuff in the streets of Gotham. And they turn a corner, and there's Nightwing, Tim Drake, and Jason Todd. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, <laughs> hey what's going on? I haven't seen you in a while. You want, you want to be like uh, a Seinfeld episode where uh, lot yes. got new
1: friends? Yeah, that's what. That's, exactly, all just that's what,
2: exactly what I want it to be. It'd be so hilarious. Oh my goodness gracious! But uh, what would you give this? I, give it I would six, give this five, a
1: seven out of ten because I really enjoyed the art in this and I enjoyed the story. This, the Ghostmaker backup—I'm not going to hold it against it because it is what it is—and all the backups for the most part suck. So I don't want to really ruin books because of like you know the shitty backups, but. I actually like this one more than usually because I thought that move that Ghostmaker did against the Mummy Man was hardcore, and I dug that. And plus, it's a more horror-tinted hellraiser S thing. I could get behind that a that's little bit more. That's why I but think
2: you kind of liked it a little exactly. more. Exactly,
1: and that could be the whole thing. Like I said throughout the whole thing, though, the Uncertainty Collective, I don't give a shit about them, and that's the biggest problem because you re- he's really making you feel that you have to care about these people for the issue to work. That's why I'm I kind
2: of scared a little of the – like. It does feel that. Like, I'm going to make kill them you, all off and just yeah. keep that Miracle Molly. And with that, it's like almost like, listen, this insanity collector is so important. I'm going to make you fall in love with them, but you don't. And that, that is a problem. But we're going to move to the next book. But Eric, if I gave you a hand,
1: could I hold it against you? <laughs> oh, my. Eric. Well, what is next? Keep your hands to <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Justice League number 66, written by Brian Michael Bendis with the backup of By Ram V, with art by Phil Hester, Eric Gapster. Gaps? Yeah, Gapster. Trish Mobilehill and Hi Fi and Josh Reed with the backup art by Sumit Kumar, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Rob Lee. In this issue of Just League, we learn that Sinmar has come to Earth less for revenge against Superman and more to offer up Earth to his people so that he can buy his way back in his civilization. But since we don't really know all that much about Sinmar Utopica or his planet, this really doesn't do much for me. And mostly we continue to see the Just League fight this monster before the United Order show up to save the day, plus a JLD backup.
2: Yeah, and um, I'll tell you, I, I messaged you and said this this book angered me while I was reading it, and it did. And I realized when we're just going through this and I'm getting ready to talk about it again, you, you, have that, you know that recap page. I realize how much I care about this book because I don't even read that now. I, don't. I just go right by it because I don't care because everything in this book is complete and utter garbage. It is, It's garbage. I mean, this is the thing. Don't keep messaging me and saying, but... Bendis did all these other things, and he's been great, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. I agree. But this stuff sucks. It's bad. This is the worst you book
1: what? at DC right now. It's horrible. You know what, though? I, I don't know how things work for the back, like the uh, the backstory with the catch-up page or stuff like that for how this works, because I don't look at it either. But now, because you've brought it up, I'm looking at it. And the thing is, there's a typo <laughs> in this whole thing where it says, meanwhile, Green Arrow and Black Canary," but there's no space between Arrow and End. I see. What
2: the? <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. Uh, and and again, you have a bunch of things. Now I'm looking at it too, and it's like it mentions Naomi's parents visiting again. You never have mentioned or utilized the idea that Naomi's dad, her adoptive dad, is a Iranian soldier. Sure is. He he looks like a, a coward. He, I'm he, calling him. He, yeah, and and <laughs> he a left fat, the Lord, you know, Jim. He, he doesn't he's look able, like he's now. been working out much. But with that, you have those sort of things. You have like last issue where. You know, out of nowhere, Constantine calls, you know, yes, ma'am, and you know, to well, Naomi. He's, he's
1: walking out of the shitter, and Naomi's there, and so you got to be polite and give her, say ma'am to her.
2: But with all of this, the book centers on Naomi. We're, we're, and even just thinking of that, where you have your centerpiece deal, first off, we don't know, we don't need by this point a point of view character. That isn't all of the Justice League. We've all read enough Justice League. Even if you're a new reader, you've read enough that you don't need to be reminded that they're gods. You don't have to be reminded that they're the best of the best. We know that. The problem is, you know Ryan what? Michael Bendis do does not sometimes. write them, but we have it constantly with her instead of actually progressing herself who's part of the team uh, oh my god batman called me by name i can't believe it oh my god what's happening here my parents won't
1: even call me by name w-
2: with that you end up having Sinmar mar you a character nobody cares about nobody can ever i bet you i, I nine am telling you the worst him. part
1: about it that that run because he was going off and like you know Things were happening where he was taking off the Superman book, but I swore I thought that was going to be the turning point for Bendis' Superman with this character. I thought the the idea initially was going to be the best thing that he ever wrote for Superman and action comics, and it was going to be cool. The idea that you had a far-off, you know, planet for some reason it was uncharted territory even though thanagar had a war with them which doesn't make any goddamn mm-hmm. sense but also but,
2: had a telescope to look at earth and, and you know, not only
1: that but we able to see krypton be destroyed and know that superman had like was you know jettisoned off in a rocket and they went to and they watched superman grow up the idea that with his biology he would be able to rule them be a super a god among all these humans and stuff like this this primitive race and then they realized oh my god he he is a good person. He is taking care of them. Why would somebody do that? We need a Superman on Sinmar here. So this whole idea of trying to emulate an entire civilization based off this almost pseudo TV show that they're watching on planet Earth, kind of. But I'm like, I like the idea. And then he was just a bad guy. And he fucking beat up Superman. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Here's
2: my problem with this. And and it goes right in with what you're saying. The idea when Brian Michael Bendis was writing the Superman in action comics and the Superman for this stuff, the idea – that what he was doing, and everybody seemed to think we were full of crap at points of saying that he was going surface level of anything was like, oh, my God, look how great Superman is. Oh, my God, he's a nice guy. Even the, in the book, <laughs> Superman say himself, was saying like that to himself. So when you had Sin Marr show up, remember, it was like, I'm not going to attack you. It was used as a vehicle to show how great Superman was. My mind is open. Read my Yeah, my, my mind. mind's open. That whole thing of mind open. Oh, my God. So Quaid. Now, In this book, though, you need a big bad that that's a big thing. What is the biggest bet? Who can go against the Just League? You need a huge threat. So he just goes, well, I'll use this Sinmar, who we already had used to show how great Superman was. Now we're going to show that Superman's kick ass and everybody's kicking ass and stuff. So he's using that same character, using it in different ways, but both are surface-level nonsense. He is going against himself with Superman especially, but... We didn't learn anything. When you uh, you talk to somebody and say, like, what's Sinmar, Sinmar Utopica, Sinmar the, you don't know. It's the stupidest thing. Like even that, why would you do that?
1: <laughs> do, you ever, do you remember that splash page with all those people of Sinmar on the High Council and they got names and their jobs? I'm like, I
2: think that was like <laughs> the last issue because he was running scared. I thought the one point he had to get everything out of them. <laughs>
1: It's like a good thing we learned all that shit, huh?
2: The Sinmar stuff—he has channeled his inner George Foreman, who has named every kid
1: of his George. Oh, I thought he made a badass grill. No, he made a
2: grill. I'm gonna grill him.
1: You you end up with this, or punch him in the grill.
2: That'd be funny. he He actually
1: knows about DC comics and whether or not Marvel sent him over here to ruin this company. You think that's the case?
2: But yeah, you have this whole deal that Sinmar is destroying. The Hall of Justice. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What they do is pretty much take a number at the deli and wait in line to punch Sinmar and then move on you know to who, the next you know person going. You the best
1: number and punches the best? Black Adam in this Yeah, spot. Black
2: Adam. He does. But then, you know, just because we have to dick it up some more, we go off to Black Canary and Oliver, who are sitting there and we thought they were dead, but no, they were just tranks. They're going. Now, with that. Some magician, some black magic is happening. here. Abracadabra <laughs> because a white happen, dog people, walks over who then becomes brown. I don't get it. I think black magic is involved, but just this. Here is the dialogue. And, and this is right away. And it, it here, no signs of fake death stroke. And, and that's Ollie. Then, then Dinah says, "Ah, oh, I might hate fake death stroke more than real death stroke. Is that our puppy now? And I don't love real death stroke. That's a progression of dialogue. Nobody's listening. Nobody cares what they're saying because it's all bullshit. It's nothing. You're having a a bunch of pages. Why do we have a a fake
1: death stroke attacking the Damon Rose who came to Ali to talk about checkmate things? I'd love to
2: say we'll find out, Eric. (laughs) Sinmar. And but then, hey, stroke! Oh my God, you better call Lois Lane and find out what's going on with the kid assassin who torched his van so and got does. me angry. And then it
1: goes to Lois Lane. Hey, you with my brother? Did he have anything to do with what's going on at the hall? What's at the hall? It's being attacked. Why aren't you Don't there? Don't you love that? Don't you
2: love the idea that Lois is sitting on her ass? You know, at the Daily no, Planet, no. she's, she's like, doing her job, Jim. Yeah, how what dare is she you? doing?
1: She looks she's like she's writing. scribbling. She's scribbling notes with a pen.
2: She's she sitting
1: there on the phone. Black Canary and Green Hour are doing nothing to help my husband and yeah, his but friends. but
2: that's the thing. She's just sitting there, and this, like, just imagine the scene. Look at it. This is where the Hall of Justice is being attacked. It's in ruins. Perry's there with his arms crossed, right? He He looks like, what are He's you doing, the- Lois? <laughs> Jimmy's just looking at his camera. I don't know how this works. Like, what are they doing? And then you end up where Oliver says, hey, let's go into boom tubes that I have in my garage. You have one in your garage? Yeah, where do you have yours? Oh, Teleport I have a canary cave. Okay, Teleport let's two. get the
1: fuck out of here. It's it's all just nonsense. It, it does nothing. Nothing at I know, all. I know, I'll tell you, though. At least we're getting Black Canary and Green Arrow to the fight at the Hall of Justice. Yeah, the stuff that there they've there done on the side in, for three yeah. issues yeah. has done nothing at all. They show up on that
2: page. <laughs> and They're just running around. But, yeah, everybody gets in line. Really seriously, what is – what's Oliver really going to do against Sinmar? It's kind of funny. It's
1: like, okay, baby, we're going to take a vacation out to Coast City for some reason where I have bought Ted Cord's villa, which is now my villa, even though at the end of my own book I said I was going to be a man of the people. Where you and I, Black Mary, we bought a house that was in town so we could be where the people are. But now I have a fucking villa in Coast City where we're going to live. Green Arrow.
2: You didn't even know they say that that dog, you know, must be our neighbors. That's Lady Gaga. That they're in a really high-priced neighborhood. Well, yeah, he here, has right? a villa.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so ridiculous. What do you like, call a house a villa? You got some money in your picket pocket. That's right. I, this ain't no villa. I'll tell you that. I it's can't even. A I don't even
2: call it a house. It's a hut. Uh, but yeah, even then, like, it's so funny. Where again, Brian Michael Bendis is trying to throw like, oh my god, what? I hear word on the street that nobody cares or knows about Sinmar. Well, I better get them some backstories when his fiance calls pissed off and he says, oh, don't worry, baby. I'll come back and I'm going to offer them Earth and then they're going to you know, take that and let me back
1: in. It's so good that we're able to contact a planet that we know nothing about that's uncharted and has technology that the Hall of Justice can just access when Sinmar breaks the wall and down and just, pushes a yeah. button. He just presses
2: two buttons in and, and a place that isn't even his. he not the even the idea how she
1: answers the freaking holo-vision thing, tele- telecommunication, like, this is Galana. Or, oh, I's no, i's no i's alcohol. No, and I'm like, i's no my partner betrothed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up? What's up, bitches? And then they're like, oh, man, I'm in trouble here. I'm on like the run. I went Have you Earth- been
1: given notice of the extent of your punishments, which is weird because the Sinmar people wanted to punish him, punish him at the end of his arc in Superman because it seemed that he went crazy even though we didn't really see that until we got back to the planet and didn't even really see a lot of that. We're, we're just going to fight the Sinmar Utopica with a bunch of people where Superman was depowered but still had enough power to fight back. It was weird. But the idea now, he was then arrested by the United Federation of Planets that took – control of him for whatever reason even though the people of sinmar wanted to punish him to begin with and now we're saying like is he going to be punished by the people of sinmar who he's now trying to barter earth with to get back on their good graces and yeah, I'm that's like, the thing i think that he's still arrested right i exactly. think he's still in trouble and, and- cause it wasn't the sinmar that was trying to arrest him that he's trying to barter his way out it was the entire united federation of planets Now,
2: again you're throwing this in here and you are desperately. this is what he did with leviathan what he ends doing oh nothing up doing. i got you well i'm saying nothing and then but yet always saying oh my god it's such a threat it's such a threat so where Let me I me tell some, you I still, some threat, reviews, the I still see reviews and they're like man this is one of the biggest threats he ever had well yeah because he's writing it as that but it doesn't make sense there's no progression to it and it's it's bullshit it's complete and utter bullshit even with the part where superman's like listen I'm going to talk to your ass through Kalex. Well, why didn't you do that before? Because before you had to open your damn mind, like Quadro, and and get all these things going on and still couldn't. So you're going to do
1: all this stuff. But if you remember when we got back to planet Sidmar, the weird aura atmosphere technology was able to allow them to communicate in the atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I mean, that worked out But even though like, Because Superman hears what he's saying You ain't taking Earth, you're not going to do that I'm going to get you, and then it's just Fight on again, and, and nothing it's not, it be much Because it's
1: not even Superman fight on again It's Black Adam, I'll take and, it from well, here Black
2: Adam then comes in and says I'll <laughs> take it there, but even that where Superman says to him, like, listen uh, You can't buy your way out of What you've done here, if that is your people's Way, then we have a lot to Teach each other, I'm like Who's this guy? And Then Black Adam comes in and just starts wrecking house, and I will, I'll mention it before you do. This art's not good. Well, and that's the I thing think is that it's even a, Adam. Look at him.
1: Phil Hester is a long-established DC Comics artist, and one of the things, I think I, I first saw him back in the early 2000s during the Green Arrow run of that, which was a great run, and one of those things where I'm not a fan of Phil Hester's art, it was because of how much I enjoyed the story that was going in Green Arrow, whether it was from Kevin Smith or the other people who jumped on to take over that book throughout its run, but I liked what I was reading so much that I could get beyond the art of Phil Hester. So now that I'm reading this, where I hate the story and then just seeing what I'm looking at, because I can barely, I barely want to read the words. I'm like, yeah, I don't like Phil Heston. There's nothing really redeeming about this issue because of the art change. Because before, at least I could always count on the idea that Just League
2: at least looks good. Everything yeah. looks so like sharp edged oh, and yeah. hard. Like when you see. Like the side of
1: Black Adam's forehead is going to cut you.
2: Black Adam, when he shows up, I think it's he's just got off a Bizarro world. I mean, he looks crazy. He does look and he like a in, right? He looks like Bizarro. And so you end up. They're fighting. He comes in and wreck's house. Everybody's like, Oh man, that black Adam's awesome. In the middle of the fight, Naomi says, I better go and check on my parents, goes down, finds out they're okay, and sends them right back to where they were, to then say, I'm gonna go back up and fight. So he didn't Which nothing seems weird there. too,
1: because John Constantine says this is why I didn't have was this this issue or last issue? Because I wanted to talk about it here and I don't remember if it was in this issue or not. Oh uh, yeah, it's this issue. That's why I never had kids, but I'm like, We kind of did have kids, two half demon kids, and like I'm sure you have other ones out there. So this John Constantine saying that's why I never had kids. Feels weird, like you could say. That's why I never wanted to see my kids or something along those it's lines. It's because he it doesn't know
2: anything, he doesn't know anything. So he just throws lines that are supposed to be jokes. And well, Jim, like we at least said, the past Justice League members show up and their remember backup. everything matters. Well, when we get, I'm just gonna say right there as a setup to that, he had Bendis has a knack. I mean, anything that. He has a knack. Whatever you of can do
1: to fuck up. You will.
2: messing up in ways that don't need to ever be messed up. You know, as a joke, that's why I didn't have kids. Well, you did. So that doesn't make sense. Why have he that might not line? Have recognized him
1: as kids? It was kind of a fucked up situation. But with but still, everything matters, I still don't. It's weird, but. And the weird part is when I originally saw that, I wasn't even thinking about the demon kids. Initially, I was thinking about his daughter from a, what was it, deceased? That yeah, Tom yeah, Taylor did? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah oh, that was a, a different, different. world. Yeah, so it that's a little. De-
2: But does everything matter now? (laughs) But the demon can end up even with that. That's besides. They yell out. That's where Batman. Naomi. Naomi. Oh, my God. He said my name. Hey, get all the people. Former Justice League members. Get everybody who's on the team. Get everybody here. And a bunch of people show up. Now, with this, you can go with a lot of stuff. Hey, it's Infinite Frontier. So things change, whatever. But what we know and what we go with and what we see and say in Infinite Frontier right here, you have Captain Adam. Uh-oh. Dying in the recent Infinite Frontier was the biggest moment sure was. of the deal to show what's going on. So that's wrong, and he has a speaking line. You also then right below him, something that me and you have been yelling at for a while now. Blue Devil, what a where he's just pick. there. Blue Blue Devil, just out in But the everybody's is, favorite
1: former Justice League member, Blue Devil,
2: and former or maybe now Statue, because that was never now, it resolved. Now resolved, no, but it was you not. could say. Okay, infinite front, but you need to show us Did some the universe to us
1: that. be remade, and he was no longer a statue. I don't know because Bobo still seems upset about things, so I want to say he's still in the oblivion bar but statue. But again, our point isn't all just oh my god, it's oh. that
2: you have so many characters. Plus, you have Booster Gold in the back, where recently we saw they wanted no parts of him. But he me was and you Swarm said Justice League. Me and you can say we we thought. We can kind of make this work up. Booster, like, what? They're in trouble. I'm going to help them now, though. Booster's love
1: me. only here to try to make it look good, so maybe they'll let him back in. And also, in our minds, from what we got in the blue and gold at number one, where they wanted Ted Corden, but not Booster. And Ted's a good friend. It's like, oh, they didn't want either of us, kind of thing. And I, you know, so let's get out of here, buddy. Where <laughs> you think I, I want to say that they both got the call, and Booster turned off Ted's com and went off of his own because he, while they are good friends, Booster is still a piece of crap uh, in our I'm, remade I'm universe. I'm telling you,
2: they, like, hello? and and ted's right there with booster oh all right yeah okay yeah, thanks up and like hey who was that nobody, nobody. <laughs> i could just imagine they go on a side and ted's watching tv you son of a
1: bitch now if you want to go <laughs> with other things on top of that too because firestorm is right behind captain adam and who knows what happened with you know again infinite frontier after death metal because the last thing we saw of him was doomsday clock which should still be in continuity even though it's a weird fucking book and didn't all work out with things but in that, Martin Stein became a bad guy, was put in prison, and with that, there's no fusion for the Firestorm Matrix. So, Ronnie Raymond was left on his own, and he can't even add Jason because before in that, Jason could no longer become Firestorm ever again. So, essentially, through all these things, whenever you got Firestorm, everybody made it so you couldn't have Firestorm anymore, which really pissed me off. But hopefully, this means that things are better in our infinite okay. frontier. Well, with that, though, what we're trying to say is
2: he ends up having a Red page where he <laughs> to wants to have people. some deals. Hey, Plastic Man's fine, right? You have Plastic Vixen? Man, you have Vixen. They're fine. Alright. But every other one that he added in is could be said as being wrong. I mean, how can you be that bad? How can you be that unlucky? Where you have one, two, three, four characters of six that you just threw out there and four don't necessarily make sense. That is Where's a Bush bad Manhunter? track record. I'm telling you, I'm saying, like, why not just throw everybody out here and just, you know, fuck it all up. But you end up having this whole deal. And even like you have this trash talk here by Hawker, you know, where she says, Sinmar! I'm thrilled. I'm not you, but if I was you, I'd be pretty effing pissed off. Like, what? What do you even like? Get out of here!
1: This is nonsense. And then Naomi, oh my god, I can't believe I'm in the presence Again, of these guys. Can you not say "pissed" in DC Comics because it says all things like "Sinmar"? I'm not thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm not you, but if I was you, dot dot dot, I'd be really wingedingsed off. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, is "pissed" actually like censored out? Because I actually read this weird, because I actually read it a couple of times when I was doing the review. I was like, I'd be really fucked off. <laughs> I'd be really at off. Who knows? I mean, maybe. But just imagine that. I'm like... And that's why Superman comes in, that's enough. That's like the you, worst smack talk I've ever heard. I, on, girl. Yeah,
2: I see you, I'm like, hey, I'm glad I'm not you, but if I was you, I'd be pissed off. And you're like,
1: the hell did you just say? That's the stupidest lie. You could find at least a shelf of a
2: cabinet. I didn't really? I did not you know. So I don't know. I'm not <laughs> even going to try. Uh, but with that, yeah, really, it's the worst trash talk. And i like, that's enough. He's just like, you're that's terrible. You're awful. terrible. Just Naomi awful. says, everybody's great around here. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. These are gods among men. All this stuff. And then out of nowhere, to save the day comes the united order here we are the united order again hey we will atone all right whatever it's, it's just so bad. funny to
1: have this though because there are some weird transitions from the stuff that we're dealing with here with our heroes and like Sinmar doing different things to even like black adam like they're having this big old talk superman and Sinmar, and there's black adam i'm gonna fight him and then we have a fight break goes but even when you have naomi going back and forth to the like the basement of the hall of justice see of her parents and then coming back and then at the whole thing you have a grand narration of, you know, Naomi's inner monologue, where it goes off the idea of, like, the air electrified under his feet, and we're like, you know, we're talking about her, I'm sorry, her feet, all the Black Adam's attacks have charged everything around them, she feels him gearing up for another, so it's Naomi and Black Adam going at this whole thing, this huge narration, then out of nowhere, just, <laughs> we are the United Order, and they're just here to stop him. like, yeah. why did we even have that Why'd page have of Naomi, build like, well, building this
2: whole thing up you for You have nothing. that for nothing, but really, When Naomi goes down below to check on her parents, really, in my mind, that is only there for what Brian Michael Bendis thinks is a wow moment, that he's saying that they use the Tower of Fate as a panic room. You get nothing else but that. So why do that? I mean, there's a but one. Why? Because you end up having a meander around with his thumb up his ass, the whole thing, when he's writing this. There's no real progression from this. It was a little fight. And where you think that you're going to get that really big kaboom at the end where the united order <laughs> starts it's like <laughs> hey and then i i love it uh where you have the united order come out and then superman really acts like somebody who now the boss came up and he's like listen Martin you can stop right now or we'll, we'll do it for you he's like playing it up for the united <laughs> order I'm like what an idiot uh but yeah, it's garbage. It's it's garbage. It's and we go bad. into the
1: backup. Our Batman And it's, it's a Just like Dark backup. Oh, I'm and, sorry. It's Just League like Dark, yeah. not a Batman backup. And I actually
2: thought, we always say that. And I thought to myself, like, why did we need Batman? like the whole idea of needing batman in this you didn't all right and like so you when you say get
1: that this- we have a few pages for a backup to tell a just league dark story that's trying to really set up the future state where merlin has taken over and killed all of magic and stuff like that and there's witch hunts all over the world so you're trying to set that up but now we have onara rush to this 13th oaths woman from this background that was keeping excalibur around for like merlin for thousands of years now She is pissed off because Merlin has betrayed her, and then she has to go and, you know, find him and stop him. But on the meantime, her voice was in her head in Gotham. Then she fought some cultists. Then she found a man with freaking plugs in his head who is a psychic who is, you know, Merlin's cultists have plugged him up to split up his dreams to manifest them in individuals. So we have to put Elnora Rush 2, with the help of Batman, into his mind, and as him as a child, his purest form – they have to go through all these different deviated parts of his mind and dream states to kill him in order to freaking you know yeah kill these different sections. To have that this are, main part to be able yeah. to like say, oh, I can finally wake up and tell you, I know what Merlin wants. We need to stop him.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot. What the <laughs> hell <is> this progression of the story? And the funny thing about it is, yeah, Bram V, who everybody thinks is the you know greatest darling or whatever, and. This backup, and I still see people saying, oh, I get it for the backup, the Just League Dark backup. It's so great, but it's, it's a shame. No, it's not that good. And it's not that good. And when you do have this, you see where, and this gets on my nerves, where Ram V has an interesting enough idea but there's not enough room for it. So you end up having the spread page. Well, that would have been the most exciting part of this issue where you do have them go through of the mind, the different things, almost in a physical like, type thing, of though, hacking. Of
1: but- going through the mind of Randir Singh, this guy that you knew nothing about, who knows about this, who was attacked by cultists of Merlin that you know nothing about, and then like and who was just reaching out to Elnara for no reason mentally, and for some reason she was in Gotham like I don't understand the progression of why we're we doing you, I'm any I'm looking
2: of this. at it, and I see them fighting. You know, some guys on a magic carpet. Then you get a i up, like it that. Seems like it'd be pretty cool. Yes, the band, and, uh, <laughs> the band. Uh, but with that, it doesn't play out because you never had enough room in the story to even set up things or whatever. So he just throws this out there. And you're trying to, you know, you're following the deal, like almost like an, you know,
1: snakey. Why is this the Ouroboros? But while this is going on, though, you have Aquaman and the Justice League Dark, which you've came to see. This is the you bought the tickets for. Fighting Merlin and a gigantic sea beast who is trying to break down the walls of Atlantis. I'm like, this is amazing. And even having, you know, when Merlin does all this, he's keeping everybody occupied with this gigantic monster so he can get inside Atlantis and then go to its inner bowels. And it seems like he's just going back to that, the uh, the graveyard of uh, Arian. Uh, I can't think of the name. It's Arian the Sorcerer. Is that how you pronounce it? Arian, I'm sorry. Yes, but like, it seems like that's what we saw in the beginning of Metal, that Aquaman went down to before in the tomb. You remember it is how like that. that. You even about- had
2: a part in the New Fifty Two, where there was that deal, where there was like that underworld with the dinosaurs and stuff like that. That he ended up tying into Aquaman's mom an no- and stuff. Was that just it? Was like island. a portal to a deal. Okay. But it almost feels like that because of the monsters and stuff, but it's but not. But having
1: I'm, Constantine walking out with a magic bubble around his head to freaking just interrupt Merlin doing his secret work to try to get whatever he wants. Having Constantine just down there walking around in Atlantis, it's a cool moment. And then we should have gotten more of that instead of, you know. Eleonora I wish he was smoking in that bubble. Been one, cool, I really right? do. That'd be amazing.
2: <laughs> would be awesome? He's like Little hot bubbles coming out self. of that freaking off <laughs> smoke. That'd so, be so great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's almost like
1: like, like even having bought- tempest here garth trying to take on this thing with his freaking you know his uh his magic water abilities it's so cool having him here, but you don't do enough with them it's just surface it's it's like you know like um background dressing it's yeah, all you we become. always
2: say the idea like when are we going to get to the fireworks factory this is worse we actually overrode like the fire we went by it a mile back let's go because you're kind of just zipping by and you're saying but this should be the big things and there's not enough room and again, I just Constantine parts... walking out,
1: looking like Constantine, just with his hands in his in his pockets, like he always does, is walking out all yeah. badass. But B hey, always on,
2: wants to, you know, stretch things and talk about other things and stuff like this. And when you do have this. You know the whole deal, Randar Singh, and all that was not anything that really needed to happen in my mind. No, this, we are just, this feels that's He's a actually, means to an end,
1: but we never really yeah. figured out why. But the we means had to, to an there. end
2: is basically, oh my God, Merlin's bad. All right, we kind of knew that before. I wish they were like, really, this is what we wasted all this time on. Now I'm sure I'll have some secrets or whatever. But in my mind, we kind of know what's going on in future state, and things don't go well, so we'll have to see. But that part seems like that's the part. That Ram V really wanted to tell And he had some sort of story And he threw it in here And then maybe, I mean, I'm just making this up But that's why we get Batman in Because the editor's like, really? What are you doing here? There's no (laughs) connection There's no character that anybody's going to care about Throw Batman in And Batman doesn't even make sense that much in there But that's the only way I can see that Batman's there Is because you need to have somebody that people know In that half of the story but you didn't need that half of the story. It's really not that interesting. It, it's neat, but not interesting in the way the story's being told or what we want Great. to get out of it. Because this
1: could and have been I want to see Justice all League Dark of that doing League Dark stuff and
2: Justice League Dark doing things. I mean, you're getting spread pages you even have an Aquaman there, the there main that goes story. back to
1: a story that was you know gonna be a thing in the New Fifty Two that ended up not being where Aquaman was gonna tie in with all the dark books going on at that point called Abandon All Hope. I wanted to see this. It was like, you know, solicited out there, and it was in the, like the page was like coming soon or whatever, but it never Remember happened. It looked like Aquaman was trying to lift the wallets out of people. Well, he name. was getting drowned while everybody else is in a boat crossing the river Sticks it seemed like. I I wanted to see that. And so having Aquaman now with the League Dark, I'm like, I'm did looking it at the happen?
2: spread page, and you got there's Aquaman, right? He's attacking. You end up having Satana looks cool as hell, like uh, you know, blasting, trying to blast Merlin. There's Etrigan up, above, but
1: you she don't gotta get watch any of it because you're gonna get all upside down with that shit. I know, really. She backwards is, and I'm upside down. You, that
2: backwards magic—I don't know how that works underwater. Uh, but yeah, you just kind of—it's there, and you—you kind of got to. You have to get rid of that part with Batman and the render scene, like get rid of that and let's get uh, I to agree, the main because thing.
1: Because before that point. This is what I was it reading was pretty the Just Like Dark 4. I mean, Just Like Dark 4 sense. was the backup of the that JLD. That is the shark moment,
2: right? Was that whole deal with this night Batman and showed going up. on. Like, no. And Batman, like I said, I, I really think that Batman's there just because they said, you can't just have this be half the book. You have to have some big character. Okay, Batman. Doesn't even make sense. But what do you give this overall?
1: I give this a four out of ten. I really enjoyed the JLD art. And that's not the story. Have I the think story the art in
2: the JLD is really, it's good. really I mean, good. It's but really like once good. we get to
1: Atlantis, I'm on board. But we don't get to Atlantis very quickly here. and We're just dealing with freaking head games and with you know Elnara doing something that doesn't matter ultimately, and the just like, like regular story. I don't care for Phil Hester's art, and the story is just nonsense. I could even go lower than a four out of ten, but I don't want to. I'm going three. <laughs> And that I think I'm giving it the
2: benefit. It's just when you said Phil Hester's art, you might people might like it. That's fine. You know, everybody likes whatever. But you said it can it's it's passable if the story's good. This story is awful. And and really calling it a story is giving it the benefit. It's not. It's just rambling words and things where, again, Bendis is just trying to convince you Sinmar's big only because he's going to tell you that and, you know, make it. And then you have checkmates. Just nonsense. And Naomi, all that So Yeah, three out of ten. Bull oh, crap. But it's not good. I, I need that. You're still reading Just League. Please wait us
1: in and tell yeah. us
2: why. Yeah, that Just League Dark backup has to get – more of a focus has to get going because at this moment there's nothing worth reading in this in this book. So and it's a Justice League book. And I was thinking of the idea of why would they put Bendis on Just League? Why are they letting us letting him do this? And then I started thinking like, is there a possibility that when we diverge off of a future state or we get done with Infinite Frontier you know, you have Dark Side Ch- and this is just a placeholder. They're just giving it to him because he can mess up whatever he wants, do his bullshit and in a year, they're just going to reboot and have somebody else. But you can't do that to the big book. Well, just imagine you,
1: that because, so like, everybody seems like now, we even said at the beginning, it seems like the Future State is tomorrow. And the one takeaway that we had from any idea of what happened to the Justice League to where it went for Future State was at some point somebody in the team betrayed everybody else and screwed them over. And that's why everybody, you know, th- like took off from the Justice League because, and, and also they had decided. We can't, like, if you have a future iteration, you can't tell anybody who your secret identity is, who you are, because we trusted this person, and they told everybody else. I'm like, who in Bendis's Justice League screwed them over?
2: I think that it's meta. It's Bendis. He's the fucker. Did it. They're actually, all of these characters quit. They, they went to the, I'm out. And then the idea of the identity deal is just to screw him even more because of how he screwed up Superman. Bendis is the one. He's the, he's the villain. He's the one who did it, and it's just nonsense. I'm, I'm yeah. going gonna,
1: gonna to scroll back real fast in this book so I can get back to that recap page so I can see everybody's faces just to see who could be the one. Who is the culprit? Black can you Adam would be who? the only one. I'm telling you. And it even would that, be Black, Black Adam. Adam, right now, is my savior to avert a future state because he's possibly the one that came back from the 853rd century. That's why he wants to to change it. So could it he be a Black Canary who's very upset about checkmate and spy game stuff I like know. a Leviathan? She goes off and we're Green and arrow, joins the who's doing stroke. checkmate stuff and doesn't agree with what he's
2: doing. I love doing. It too. Just imagine this too, Wait, I just want to point out Black Canary talking shit on Deathstroke and whatever. She actually goes off and joins a team with Deathstroke in about three months. So I don't Good know if that's a joke or, again, Brian Michael Bennett just throws shit out there and that's a joke and ends up fucking up again because she joins that team uh, of is, Deathstroke I, Inc. I
1: don't recall seeing a lot of her in the future, but is Naomi the one who screws everybody over because they let Maybe. a kid into the group There's and with no some weird Omega power that they never figured out? Maybe. But Loose we'll lips thing shifts Nobody has looser lips think, than teenagers I think And I realize as yeah, I say really. that, don't say stuff like that about teenagers Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you don't need to yeah. say that
2: I, I, uh, I end up thinking it's Bendis There you go okay, But I with can all of that, we're going to go up now To uh, some mail Yo, it's
1: mail call
2: This mail with Eric and also Mark and j Men because they ended up mailing us. Did I? In, it? And yeah, you, you ended up, it's Dear Jim. Oh my God, that <laughs> is pretty true. I, I just thought it was Dear Jim, do you like me? Yes or no? I put no. I, just I gonna know. Tell you. I know. Uh, but if you want to end up being the stars of the show as well, like Mark. J-Man and mail it in mailman over there Eric. Mail it in and, Eric uh, Shea and Mail it in Eric Shea. You just mail us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. All of the things that we say and all the links and stuff should be in the show notes. I say should because who oh, knows. No. Eric. Mark's the you first should. mail. <laughs> Sup Jim and America's sweetheart Eric Shea. Sup J-Man. I have no, this is Mark Oh Eric. I'm sorry. Please now I'm edit that. Where's Jess? Edit that that you did mail it in. Oh great. <laughs> right.
1: For I some have reason. Somebody, when we started
2: mail with sup. I'm like, oh shit, J Man's here. No, J Man's next. Okay, I have some up, frustrations with DC at the moment. He says an example would be the Dana Tan story being left out of the DC Festival of Heroes, the Asian superhero celebration, despite being called out specifically in the solicitation. I, I ended up talking to you about this last night or Thursday night, and Sometime. told you that Mark had the part, and and legitimately, your thing was like. Nobody but Marcus
1: missing a Dana Tan story, seriously. right?
2: That's basically – I hate to, but you know, Dana Tan get was missing Seth Dana but, Tan but
1: him in the main Batman Beyond book that we had last oh year? Oh, my. Seriously, she doesn't appear
2: anywhere in the book, and no one even knows why. And while I found that annoying, I that is not why I'm writing it, <laughs> really. If, you, if she's going to be it, she better have Batman with. Uh,
1: now I am writing don't in – We not have a Batman Beyond future anymore in
2: the man, main continuity. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to see in that – Batman Urban Legends, Eric Maybe they'll give us a new one Maybe No, they will. I am writing in about DC's frustrating formatting For writing each universe In the multiverse's designation Before Dark Knight's Metal, The way it was written was Earth, Dash, and Number Yes. That's the word Earth, then a hyphen, then the number of that Earth. Then Dark Knight's metal happened, and we got the Dark Multiverse, and those were written as minuses, but still looking
1: like Earth dash And number. again, because of what we're normally dealt with, it did look like that. But I do believe they would go then would be Earth space hyphen – the numbers of the signal, but not us. Yeah. The, I, I it agree. drove us nuts. I, I didn't know what the hell they were playing with at first because we didn't, we weren't used to that, like that yes. method of designating no. them. It was weird. Like it's a minus
2: hype in there. It's it's the same as every freaking time. You have stuff that's either is it Test Force Ten? Is it Test Force X? Is it House? Like, it you know, depends powers, on what powers we're dealing of ten, with powers point. of X, Sort of X stuff. Is that what yeah. it is? And this yes really It's sort of 10 Earth minus a number That's the word Then a minus sign 10. Then the number of that earth Right And the problem with that was When writing the formatting of virtually identical Which initially made it difficult to understand While not the best mitigating factor Of the written designations For the universes In the normal multiverse Was changed to read Earth then a number That's the word Earth then a space And then the number of that earth there Okay there was a, a new it. formatting, but we appeared to be sticking with that. So that was how we were going forward. Cool. Then I opened up Infinite Frontiers, number two, and all the Earth's in it, which are in our normal multiverse, are written in the old formatting. Now, with that, he says, there was a moment where I was very much confused as to why we were in the dark multiverse before realizing they had changed the formatting back to how it originally was. I think they're going classic again with it. That's as they all should. I think it is. And uh, remember... You know, we may have changes, with the omniverse and all this. Who knows what that will end up doing? You'll have Earth 10 billion and three. I don't care I don't that, that much how the universe designations are formatted as long as it's consistent. Pick up a formatting and stick with it. I just think that with Infinite Frontier, they're going back to classic. Plus, and I don't
1: think you really have to worry about dark multiverse. That's shit why going I was going to
2: say the dark multiverse may be being done or whatnot, and they're just going to go with these Earths and designate them. But... I mean that's the problem with the an omniverse. I think you're just gonna be throwing out numbers and it's kind of the kind of thing you see. Like even back in the day they used to do that with the
1: infinite earths and stuff like that, when you would have the designation stuff because even like, you know, the zoo cruise earth, that didn't have a number. That was Earth C.
2: Yeah. Yeah, C there you go. C. But yeah, and he says that's what he has a problem with. He wants to stick to a format which maybe they will, but we'll see. It gets, it did get confused. At first, it we did. were laughing at that. We're like, what the hell is going on? But that is Batman Beyond Mark. So thank you, Mark. Then you, Mark. we end up having J Man, who says, Hey, Jim, what's up, there? What's so up, J Man? There you go. I was going to go on for several paragraphs about John Kent. And this is an email. And I'll even say Mark's was from a while back, and J Man's was from last week, but we'd already recorded. And then I set the Get Fresh Takes with the Fresh Mates on John Kent. That is a show that is on. The Patreon that I know Eric has listened to with John Wayne Simon. I do know what you was, just right? said. It's the Get Fresh Takes with the Fresh Mates. Okay. He, okay. I got yeah. you. Yeah. I listen, but you do not. Eric. I couldn't do break down I how do? I feel. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not <laughs> on the Patreon. I can't get to that stuff. That's true. Well, you can ask the cellar dweller. I what can. He, he doesn't
1: answer my calls. He, he
2: doesn't. He, he's a little spooky, that guy. I, it's those haunting eyes he has. I couldn't break down how I feel about John Kent any better than they did. So thanks for posting that. And it was like a four-hour discussion to John Kent. Oh, nice. So, But I still would like to discuss the first issue of Superman, Son of Cal-El. Although I have not been enjoying the present ongoing Superman or Action Comics series, I actually like this first issue more for the art than the writing. The writing wasn't too bad. Most of the reviewers thoroughly enjoyed the issue. Most of them, Eric. One YouTuber who has a comics channel that I religiously follow, thought this first issue was terrible because it was really Tom Taylor's voice coming through and John's accents preaching his beliefs about America and how negative the American way is. And I saw a lot of people saying that. Now, I kind of get the idea of it feeling like I whatever he said. And, you know, they're saying they want to throw shade. Tom Taylor's trying to push the American way deal and he's Australian and whatever they would say. It still did feel like a Tom Taylor book, whatever the dialogue was. Yeah. It still did feel like a Tom Taylor book, though. If I start faulting the comic book for a perceived preachy undertone, I feel like I'm simply reading too much into it. Now, you say that, I kind of had a little bit of a deal where it didn't feel like Damien when he was saying, you know, watch this underground news channel and stuff. It was felt a little weird. over. Yeah, it felt weird. If the only substance in the book was the creator's commentary on societal issues, then I may agree somewhat. But I see a lot of substance in the way John is being differentiated from the personality of his father. Not me so much. I need more than that first issue. I thought that first issue was a bit of, hey, look at me. This is what I want this character to be and whatnot. I got to see him do more than that because in that issue, he does end up just giving a kid over to the government again who had already like kind of knocked him out and was roughing him up and things. So I got to see where it goes my only fear again
1: the thing is i want john to find himself i want him to see yeah. the injustices in the world and everything around him and whether or not it's american or worldwide kind of situation to see what's there and become a person as himself as well all I don't kids don't have to that, be when they move away from their own parents you know yeah. beliefs and stuff like that but and how even they then do things.
2: i didn't have any idea of those beliefs at, at all and just because superman leaves the room for one minute and damien it felt Kind of like pushed. It well, did it to also ties into I didn't what we anything. had in the future state, of like you know, Well, and that's Superman what I think. That's my problem. Is I think it was more based on that than a natural progression. I would have liked that issue where Damon maybe in an issue four where John's doing something sees that the government took that kid away and they said they'd be nice, and I I ended up finding him in a prison later and seeing a progression of him seeing things. No, but I'm saying the, the damage is that he's already proclaimed. That he wants to do this different thing I'm saying that that would be in my mind The point where we would see him You know finally see the deal And even play the idea of Superman being around people are on their Best behavior where they even You know John even though they should But like yeah they're not really going to be the best Of the best there and he realizes that It just was weird to have it right there In the first issue thrown at you in my mind But we'll see how it progresses Uh, He says I hope the story uh, my only fear Is the future state of John I hope that story DC is trying to tell is one where the heroes are trying everything possible to rewrite the predicted future. Me too. It seems like he's going right for that though, here. So and everybody and even, else is too. Yeah, everybody else is as well. Tragic heroes like John Kent and Wally West. Again, that's the thing. John Kent in Future State does things because he reacts bad. He does that. Wally's just a victim I mean Wally what happens to Wally didn't make it You know he just ended up being a victim in that So I don't necessarily think that that's You know I don't want that to happen But uh, he tried to fight through But another issue that this YouTuber mentioned Was this a YouTube review here Is when Lois is put on the same Mount Rushmore As the Trinity as the greatest heroes in the world I have no issues with this Because the narrator is John From his perspective his mom is a big hero As any member of the Trinity Seriously, it's Superman's wife, and not only that, just have the have idea that she
1: was a gigantic part of John's life and stuff like that. The idea that she is a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist—it's kind of a big deal to yeah, have yeah. you know, these superpower, this power couple. Essentially, you're going to want to take some stuff from his mom as well.
2: Yeah, and and with that, they were just worried about her. Again, I didn't feel like they put her on the Mount Rushmore as much as the whole just League wanted to make sure she was okay and for superman to be with her but again she's also only human so you know they were trying to protect her and things like that but she is one of the best characters in the dc universe i mean she is and we all know already in a world where
1: superman loses Lois. yes
2: you don't need that you don't need that my only issue is that when damien is written at the end seems like a dialogue that should be coming from green arrow to john and not damien to john but Green Arrow has no connection with with John. I don't think Green, you know, Green Arrow would even think to go and talk to John about stuff like that. But he well, doesn't just even see, talk to his own kids. Yeah, really. I just see Damon's words making more sense coming from Ollie's mouth as he's fighting ninjas again. Though there's no connection for them to be together. Other than that, I really like the first issue, and I love the art from John Timms with amazing colors from Gabe Altieb. Yeah, it well, uh, Yeah, it did. Uh, again, I think you gave it a seven. I gave it yeah, a seven five. So yeah, I, I want more from it. I think that that was a nice little start, but for the most part, we thought that it was more of catch up with stuff that we already kind of knew, and then just throwing out almost like the mo, like you know, mission statement for yeah. what John's going to be about. It was fine. That's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. That's J Man from Happy Bay. Now I need to know the YouTuber that he's throwing shade at. Yeah, there's a lot. There there's a lot science. to pick from, right? Yeah, right. Really. That's when I mail it in, Eric. Like, oh, I'm too tired for that YouTube game. That's a weird game, that YouTube stuff, that is. Uh, but a lot of times I even look at YouTube videos and I'm like, okay, well, what do you have to do to to be like the big YouTubers? What? You have to talk about a book Content. in 38 seconds? I'm telling you, some of these reviews are like a minute and a half. I'm like I, I don't even think I'd get past an intro, and then nobody likes it. They're like, "You went on a, an eight-minute review. How dare you go that long?" I mean, really, what are you, what are you trying to ruin my how whole afternoon? You. Yeah, I had some people. I think one uh, one time I did a review. It was twelve minutes, and somebody was just basically like, "Never watching this again." It, it was way too long. I'm like, really? I, that's what Tanya says, Eric. Oh, oh my yeah? goodness gracious. about the video. She didn't yeah, like that's it either. Weird. She the comment? Yeah, you know,
3: that's weird. Yeah, she
2: was. It was her. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, I don't understand that game. But that is the mail. Thanks, Jamin and Mark, for mailing in. Again, if you want to mail in, you can email us at theweirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And that will be in the show notes. But we're going to go up now to hear about
3: some more books. Hello, and welcome back to another episode or another segment, should I say, of the Weird Science Digital Spotlight here on the weird science dc podcast of course i am your host clay and this week we only have one book today we are going to be talking about justice league infinity number two this is the only book because it looks like dc has finally given up on all of its digital only content or digital first content now i have talked to jim we have decided that I am going to be taking over the things that were going to be only digital. And technically, the Milestone stuff goes directly into the DC Universe app. So I will be covering those as well. So let's go ahead and jump right into this Justice League Infinity number two. Of course, this is written by uh, Demantis. And let me actually go all the way to the credits. This is one that's going to have it all the way at the end. I don't like it when they do that. I would much rather see the credits in the beginning of the freaking book here. Um, Actually, they don't have the credits anywhere. Maybe mid, is this, this is a mid credit one. Yep. On the freaking fifth page. Um, This is the cracked mirror part two. Um, Jim DeMantis and James Tucker as the writers. Ethan Beavers as the artist, Nick Filardi as the colorist, Tom Napolitano, holy crap, um, as the letterer. So like last issue of Infinity, uh, Martian Manhunter was the narrator uh, of that book. This one is actually narrated by Superman, rightfully so, because he actually switched places with Overman in this issue overman is kind of in a world of like i said before in the last issue excuse me in the last issue um i referenced an episode of superman the animated series it actually talks about that exact same episode here in this issue it says uh the episode is called brave new metropolis that is where uh superman is wearing like a black suit he has the the red uh, diamond with the with the symbol that overman is wearing and lois recognizes the symbol but it is not the actual like that is not that character this is a completely different character um we learn about his origins later on in the book but basically this is a really quick read to be honest um what ends up happening is uh lois is actually uh grabs a kryptonite gun and shoots overman uh with it and it doesn't hurt him as much as she thought it would he actually gets super like super super angry and just like rushes out into metropolis to try to take it over um Martian Manhunter sees that random people throughout the globe are like basically just disappearing and jumping uh he goes all the way to metropolis to see that the league is actually fighting overman this is where Uh, We also see Superman in this other Earth where basically led by this overman. He's a fascist. He's a Nazi, you know, all of the above. And he has to fight Brainiac. And he, he fights Brainiac super quickly. Some of the crowd cheers. Some of them don't. And Superman is basically saying, during this time that I have on this Earth, I need to figure out how to save everybody. Um, he is just one of those characters, of course, that when he sees something wrong, um, he will try to fix it. So I do like, like, that was basically Superman throughout all of the animated series. Um, he was teleported or jumped into different dimensions in that show as well. Um, and he did the exact same thing. Uh, but he was somehow teleported into a, like pocket dimension i guess where he met uh doomsday metallo he, well he met doomsday he met metallo and then he met general abraham zodesta or Zodet-sa, yeah and basically call me zod for short and superman's like okay metallo doomsday and zod and these are all the good guys it's a little weird jumps back to overman in metropolis they like again fighting all of the Justice League. He is very much uh, belittling Wonder Woman at this moment. Uh, but then that's when Martian Manhunter comes in and he goes inside of Overman's mind, and you see his origins. Uh, you know, he is a survivor of Krypton. He actually was founded uh, by uh, Vandal Savage, they basically took over the world. Overman did at one point fall in love with the lowest lane on his earth. But when Vandal Savage saw that he was weak in that one moment of uh, being in love, he actually ordered Overman to kill her. And then they basically uh, pushed down the emotions of his lost love way deep into his psyche so he could you know, basically forget it. And then... Uh, Martian Manhunter apologized to the League that he shouldn't have done that. They said that was the only thing he could do. And that's when he senses uh, a Mezo in this weird mirrored room uh, that he was trying to find like the answers to life and everything um, has just exploded. And it says here next War of the Superman. Um But yeah. Uh, I'm actually really enjoying this. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was when we first started talking about this book. But they were not 100% on these kinds of books because, you know, continuity is a little loose. Maybe if they do a revamp of the cartoon, maybe they wouldn't even put this book into consideration. So that's why it's harder to get into this because maybe it's not even continuity. That's totally understandable. But me being the fan that I am of that show, I want to see where those characters are moving forward um, in any aspect that, you know, this is just another part of the multiverse, even in the cartoon multiverse. So I do enjoy what I'm reading. It's really, really fun. Um, I would easily give this an eight five to be completely honest. And I actually want to give a shout out to Red in the Slack chat, he actually uh, got a hold of me and let me know all of the <laughs> all of the small little things that I got wrong uh, in the Milestone stuff that I was talking about. Um, of course, Mr. Miracle, he did correct me, Mr. Miracle is not technically a part of the Milestone movement that's, you know, being newer in uh, this new run or whatever. Um, He told me that the character in Mr. Miracle, though, that I couldn't remember, um, was actually the agent of the original Mr. Miracle. Um, He, let's see here, it says here, uh, Oberon was in the continuity of the book, uh, and he died. Um, So Frontier clearly brought him back. So Red, I just want to say thank you uh, for correcting me on all of that. Speaking of Milestone, I was looking at the books that are coming out next week. We are going to be looking at Hardware Season 1, number 1. And then, of course, we will continue the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, number 5. That is all for that week. And then something else to look forward to, I am looking even further. It looks like we have... Man, it doesn't look like we will have anything uh, the following week after that. So um, is this a fifth week? I don't think this is a fifth week. Hold on. One, two, three, four. We have five weeks in this month. So I will not be surprised if there is one or two weeks that we don't have any of those uh, supposedly digital first uh, books so just a heads up for all of you, I am sparing time because this was a very, very short segment. But with that, guys, again, you can always find me at FanboyClay Clay on Twitter. That is where I am the most active. Uh, go into my link tree. You can find the link to all of my shows, including DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, Comic Book Legion podcast, the Weird Science Marvel podcast. Of course, this one, Weird Science DC podcast. I am a periodical guest on the Weird Science Manga Podcast, as well as the Ranger Alliance Podcast over at the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. Please go check all of those out. Um, We are doing a lot of... I am being involved in like four different reviews of the Suicide Squad movie. So go check those out. And I will see you guys next week. See you later.
0: Mean Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are red with that
2: Yes, Eric, we're going to ring the bell, and we have three books left. Well, I like to have it as a placeholder as well, but still. Um, And we have what was going to be the green section because I'm like, ooh, this works out. Green Trying Lantern, a little stuff. swamp thing. Green Lantern should have been in that first section for no, how important I the Green Lanterns are to the I DC universe. I think that the first section was fine the way it was. It was a lengthy one, and I think that this one will be around the same length as well, so it'll even that up here as we go into because, yeah, we have a couple big books here, one being a book that Eric Shea seems to be the biggest fan of, and I'm saying that And you'll hear your score isn't that great. This is a down issue in my mind. I still think you're one of the biggest fans (laughs) because people are setting up like lines in the sand with this book. And again, we we talked about it before, and I said it's all for Jeffrey Thorne. They are going into this and where I even saw a- a how thing? Yeah, they're not. And a how thing that was him as a just fan in a chat room. That's all it was. And, you know, people get in and you you say, and it may have even been because I've never really seen this. It's all whispered down. You will get in somewhere and say that Kyle Rayner is the best Green Lantern. That doesn't mean that you can't write Guy Gardner, right? That's just because of your shitty writing. Why you can't? It's not (laughs) about your love or hate. (laughs) But again, like most people have their favorites. They have characters they don't like. But that doesn't necessarily mean they can't write them or won't write them. Most of the time, you just don't know. You have no idea because they haven't been on record saying one of the things. But if you're going to tell me that everybody right now at DC who's writing a book, the character they're writing is their favorite character. I'll tell you, you're you're crazy. Crazy. I mean, look at Bendis. I mean, you think that he likes any of them Justice League? I don't think he does. He's abusing them, he is. Uh, But with that. He loves that Naomi. If if you go into the user reviews in the whole comeback roundup, that's where you see that big divergence
1: of scores you see the critical scores okay then you go in and it's like ones 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 not only that i i go on twitter all the time when people talk about you know i haven't read that green lantern book is it no it's garbage don't even bother it i'm like i really enjoyed this issue or such and such kind of deal
2: yeah and even like this issue it's a little down but it's more of the progression and a little pacing issue in my mind but even so you see some people even like you said on twitter where They're just waiting They open this book waiting to find something And looking for something to hate And one of the reviewers is like one page in He's done because Sinestro's sleeping with a couple of Durlins, I mean, if that Possible was it, I would cancel you all over the place because well, I know you'd be so having many you'd have so much sex with all the Durlins. They could transform, Jim. Like, I know. I'm limit. telling you, that's what it is. This is the greatest. It's like a, a little boy's dream here. Like the idea. Oh my god! <laughs> Some gracious. weird depraved little boy. I dream. know. I'm sitting there, and they're like, "Can we please not look like Eric Shea?" And then um, no, and, you all have to look like no, me, and I'm saying the same thing. It's weird. <laughs> I'm like, no, you have to be Eric. No, but, you know, it's crazy, though. I do love the progression as we get into this where Sinestro has, you know, bed hair when he gets up. I'm like, look at him. He it is up odd this night. whole
1: bit, though, because I was looking at this page. he was laying in bed after, a, like, a, a wild night of sex with two darlings, it seems like, but... They all have these weird purple tattoos on them. It seems that you know Sinestro has it on his chest as well. I'm saying, I don't know what that is. Maybe or they that's just, just weird face finger paint,
2: paint stuff, finger paints. I mean, he, maybe he he kind of comes across as like a Dave like Navarro type. They weren't having type. wild sex.
1: They're doing like kindergarten art <laughs>
2: class stuff. It's Dave Navarro, look at him. He's having fun, Eric. Right. Uh, but what is this that we'll start with?
1: Green Letter Number Five, written by Jeffrey Thorne with art by Tom Rainey, Marco Santucci, Andy McDonald, Michael Atea, and Rob Lee. Nukurgo is in trouble now that T-Lantern has decided to go apeshit on Sinestro Corps because she believes they were behind the attack on Ella. And while this issue kind of makes Kelly Quintella beyond OP, it was still interesting to see her through Jessica's eyes and also see Jessica as a Yellow Lantern. I'm just concerned on what the current timeline of Green Lantern is right now because things seem to be moving really fast towards future state.
2: Yeah, and that's you know, kind of a a thing that we're getting a little irritated with, with all the books we've even set it up till now. And again, if you're going to be positive about it, you want to think that they're getting to that so they can avert it. And then we'll go on from it. Because when people sit there and say to me, Hey, Jim, Eric is sexy. I'm like, you're wrong. And then they go, okay, I am wrong. I'm an idiot. And then they say, like, like I think that we're going to get future state. I'm like, really? You're going to get to a point where then you're going to have to time jump you know, a bunch of time because we've already seen that, but it's going to be at that point way back when, and then you're going to end up with that future. I mean, well, it's not future- even the idea
1: because I think that was like, what 2037 for that one, whatever it was, it was like, you know, far off from where we are for lights out. And, you know, John Stewart and the rest of this old Green Lanterns becoming strange freedom fighters for planets. It's kind of like what John is in this, like, you know, relocating refugees when slavers come in to try to take everybody. thing. It, and it seems like we are so far removed from that, but we're already seeing the stepping stones. And not only that, when we get to the the idea, because it's always a dual story, well, not always, but since what we've been playing with recently, a dual story between what's going on with Elvo and what's going on with John Stewart. When John leaves that planet and this one goes back to, it, he's already been gone a year at this point. I'm like. Well, is that the same that's been going on with? Elf or other stories at the same timeline. It's like you know, Team Lantern's yeah, been the fucking around with Jerry Joe
2: Mullin this entire time. Yeah, the timeline's very wonky here. It, it it seems off and it's it's confusing more than anything with that. But even not even just this book. When I'm saying I'm, I I think of the Batman books because that's the big one that's yeah. in there. Like all of a sudden they're like, okay, guys, we're at Future State, and then people are like, I don't know what that is. I didn't read it. Then then we'll have Superman to go. And or, or then yeah, War or action action then you have like okay, well where's you know because there's different timelines like where are we with i think it's too confusing i think that we'll avert it but even so with this it feels like we're almost there we it feels like we are there at points this and this issue i, I like that we sit there and we see new core we get to see sinestro this is wow moments you know just seeing him or whatnot well, well for
1: some people who don't well, like sinestro no, being I mean, a sexual a, being even I though she has a daughter he has a daughter and uh, you know really and he's like
2: and that's he's the thing more is, about power than and he is all sexy. about power and
1: that's the best part about this, because to achieve that power he put together the sinestro core and had all this stuff going on and all he wants to do is place his people and see peace on coregar now new Korrigar, and the idea he has achieved this he is now the leader of new coregar in the united federation of planets they've accepted him as the leader of his planet and now he could just be Sinestro that's why new I think you guard.
2: have that I think you were seeing a Sinestro that's able to kick a back Sinestro and who's relax. one. yeah and he's like I did it now I can relax I mean the idea of wanting all the power and all that yeah the, this got guy screaming he got it so what do you do next i mean he must think he well, he's got some to go, get more, some go get more yeah he's just got the well, why wouldn't you i mean really and start doing weird he's got drops off
1: some derlin prostitutes yeah.
2: at the citadel he's got all the money sack and he's there and he's got the tattoos and the stuff but with all of that i want to know by what is happening
1: sinestro in between where we last saw him to this point there's I'm, a story that needs to be told there
2: i love the muffed up hair deal. Deadhead. I love Sinestro. It's so cool when he gets out. It'd be funny is he ends up and he has a T-shirt on. It says, yes, to Roadhead. He's like, I'm all, I'm relaxed. Oh, he's a scumbag. Mean, basically, he's like, hey, I just got back from Woodstock 99. Hey, what's up? Uh, but yeah, you have all this going on. And this, if you are, and I again, I don't know how many Teen Lantern fans there are because Bendis didn't do enough with the character that he created so you end up having her here this is the most constructs the most kick-ass we've well, seen not only ever. that
1: but we see this whole situation where she might kill some new like core in this who are trying to defend off their planet from some psycho kid attack coming into their atmosphere and i believe she does murder these people who aren't sinestro core members they were just regular core guardians and spaceships trying to defend their planet before the elite guard come in who are the sinestro core like Arquillo and Romot rue who I guess what, you know, after Death Metal, Romot Ro was brought back to life since Tilmar, T- you know, two freaking, you know, or Tilmar Ray brought, no, it was Tamar two killed him. So who knows what's going on there? But you have, you know, your main looking Sinestro core for the most part trying to take this girl on. And my biggest problem is because we've seen her in Young Justice doing her Teen Lantern thing, she has a gauntlet. We've measured her power a little bit at the beginning of the storyline, but now she is more powerful than the entire Sinestro core put together. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't like this. It might go somewhere in the development of the character where we might learn because Again, of how old she that is here. That's crazy. She was,
2: We thought maybe she was being a little mind control or something when she just flipped that one off because it didn't feel like her. But now she's doing more constructs than ever, but the constructs are centered on young people justice characters and people she's met year. and know and love, and they're her friends. So – it seems like she's in command of this, in control, and yet this is too much. I mean, we ended up where I wanted more from what Bendis did, but there's been no in-between because she goes to Oa to figure out what's going on and maybe the train, and then that's blown up and shit goes wrong and whatnot. And so what is the deal here? And it does feel like they're making her way more OP than she should be, but... Maybe there is an explanation. Maybe there is something else going on. And I hope on. that's the
1: case going on here because the thing is I was a little down on this issue because of how they are portraying Ka- Kelly Quintella and how powerful she is to the point where she can come the new core I don't know how she knows where it is gets here and takes out the entire Sinestro Corps, just regular Corps of Guardians and spaceships and stuff like that who are trying to defend the planet. And the only person that is able to take her down is a quiet Jessica Cruz who is now a Yellow Lantern who goes and probes her minds and puts her to sleep through this idea of this dream state. And it's the only way that she is put down. I'm like, that is crazy-ass powerful. I have never seen a Green Lantern come in here who is just a regular Green Lantern and be able to do something this extraordinary they're
2: playing off the idea that it never was explained or even you know known what this gauntlet is and so you're going full out with that but because we didn't know, but we also didn't ever see her this crazed up and this powerful. So it is odd. I'm hoping that it's explained in the story. And I it's hope cool that to because say, of I mean, how
1: overpowered she is here, that that becomes the next story to talk about it. And that's why we're showing it and here. Jessica because-
2: does say, I mean, Jessica does point it out the idea of how overpowered she is and how much of almost like a nuke she is. So maybe we will. Because even I the idea of
1: being powerful, we have these people who are the Sinestro Corps able to wield fear constructs who have been doing it for years and know how to do it right. You know, her, her mind isn't shielded psionically like Jessica says is why she's able to go and induce this probe into her because she's not trained. But you have all these people who might be able to take on a single green lantern depending on how well her constructs are because of how good they are. She is a newbie to this whole thing and she's just saying, nah, you ain't shit to me, kids.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and the thing that gets me is It's like one of those things when I really think about it And again, we like, you know, Kelly We like Teen Lantern But we didn't know much about her So her going, so But just the idea of, like you said she How does she know where New Korrigar is? And she didn't really have that thing with this gauntlet That was the like AI. anything we saw Like yeah. she wasn't able to She wasn't really talking much Like all these things She didn't really understand it. she was able to just react And do a little bit And if this is her power set I think the rest of the young justice are sitting back and I was like, where the hell was this Kelly before? I mean, we could have really used your help at points, but with that, she has to go along. Like the idea, if she is mind controlled or not, or whatever, she gets angry and goes up to how long does it take her to get there? And she's still that angry and then starts killing people, starts feeling bad because again, don't, don't get, lost track here, off track with the idea that she's a Green Lantern and that means she's good. She's coming to a planet and attacking it, and they're just defending themselves. And all because These of the people temper didn't tantrum of a perceived yeah. sight of Simon exactly. getting hurt
1: because of Sinestro. Yeah, and
2: that's the biggest problem that I have here. If it is her, she is going into a planet, invading it, and destroying people where she shouldn't be doing that. I don't care if she's a Green Lantern. I don't even care if at the end we find out Sinestro's the one who ended up messing up the rings or whatever. Kelly doesn't know anything except a slight temper tantrum. A go all the way to New, Ka- yeah, and go all the way to New Kar- and just destroy people who, like we said, they're just coming in their ships. They're defending their planet and they're getting killed. I mean, the one ship just gets completely just blown Isn't it up. There's strange people. though
1: with everything that we've seen going on here, even like Jessica's doing the whole yellow lantern narration, the idea of who, like, you know, who teen lantern is and why she's doing what she does based on a report that she read before she went off. And now she's a yellow lantern. But this whole thing where, she is using constructs of people she knew over this last year. No mom, no dad defender, and all this other stuff. Like how terrible her life was leading up to the point where she got this gauntlet and now how everything has changed. And these are the important people that have been in her life for the last year. And it's so funny because in my mind, she is solely here because of what happened to Simon. Simon's not one of these constructs. Mm-mm. It's weird. It's all John she even Stewart at the John. end.
2: John at the end. It is weird. And, and she does like, even with that, when she ends up, where Jessica goes in and uses the mind deal, and she's like, "I know fear," and, and you get the you know typical Jessica Cruz narration. I'm I'm not going to say that it's the bad, idea but we of fear knowing. Yeah, it. we we know that. And it, yeah. if you are somebody who likes Jessica, it, it's the standard deal, and it's nice that. Well, you know, the Jeffrey Thorne is, knows the knows Is it doesn't do anything for the more. The way
1: that this works. So if you're going to call back to that, because I love a lot of people hate it. Honestly, and another reason I think you're going to hate this book, but I love. The character progression of Jessica Cruz it hasn't been around that long. I think she was introduced in 2016, but she was an agoraphobe that, you know, the power ring came and co- created a victim out of her, a host, because of how fearful she was to the point when she was able to overcome that, to show that she could overcome great fear to become a Green Lantern, which she then struggled and that with to have the that was Dark willpower. Side War,
2: if, if people yet, don't from realize, that before into Rebirth. That,
1: into the Green Lanterns book, yeah. Sport, yeah. yeah. So then she became a Green Lantern and struggled with the idea of continually being able to overcome that feel and use her willpower to do what she needs to do to the point where she becomes so far removed from that character where she's left out on that power battery station, that Green Lantern station for so long. That she has to defend against Yellow Lanterns by herself without any ring. She becomes to the point where she is so good at what she does. She becomes a thing that people fear to the Yellow Lanterns. Then recruit her into her because she's able to instill great fear. I'm like, I love that character progression. But one of the problems, what we saw in the backups of that Future State Green Lantern is, I'm pretty sure she was on that station for like 18 months before that ring came to her and stuff like that, that's how long it was when the power went out. But again, for everybody. at parts in the and now she's state, on a new Kodugar.
2: We saw Kelly heading to.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was on Mogo when the lights yeah. went out and stuff you know, like that. And like weird stuff, and it and didn't work all out. That.
2: Yeah, uh, but with that, you end up where you know. I did. I liked the progression as well, and we liked Jessica. I mean, and who could ever forget the most important thing when Sam Humphreys had the dual battery with Stop her and it. Simon? I mean, nobody could ever forget Stop that, it. right? The Fear Seed, Eric, it's still out there. No, no, uh, the Rage Seed. The
1: Rage Seed. It could be whatever. Uh, but oh, yeah, could you be end because up... he had Red Lanterns that had died before. Yeah,
2: well, there we go. Goddamn Infinite Sam Frontier. <laughs> but you end up having where you have this Mecca, this Green Lantern Mecca, show up then to take. Kelly Essentially back. like a
1: spacefaring war machine, it looks yeah, like with a green light symbol that's like, like really you know, stapled all onto the side. Yeah.
2: And it's it looks pretty badass. It's badass. You know,
1: and it's like shit. Simon Baz show up who has no power, and the idea that they had to give him this whole freaking war machine suit to come to New Corrigard to try to defend himself and get Kelly back. And this is the best that they got because it's lights out right now. And like, hey, uh United Federation of Planets is saying a ceasefire, stuff like that. I'm here for this, and just Jessica's saying, like, you know, you can't have this girl come in here untrained as she is and cause this hubbub. Do you want Sinestro to come down here? Because I know I don't. So you need to take care of this. You need to get the girl because there's going to be backup showing up soon. Take her and get out of here. Simon, like, Simon, how do you know my name's Simon? Because this the whole thing with the Yellow Lantern. Jessica, for some reason, they're keeping this as a great mystery. I don't know why, but they, she has her in a badass Yellow Lantern hooding cape.
2: The thing is, she's like, hey, Simon, you got to get her and, and protect her or whatnot and try to train her or whatnot. And then he's like, How do you, like, he doesn't even know, like, it's weird it's that so he looks at her that, and
1: doesn't know who she well, is. I'm telling you, he's an entire, like, he's an entire yes! suit of armor That's that covers her she entire just body. Has a hood. She's able to know that, like, but through the voice alone, which seems to be augmented, that it's Simon. But her, she's got a hood up here. She even has a symbol on her eye. It's the opposite eye, but she still has a symbol on
0: her it eye made like me she when sad. she a great landowner. Simon, that has, he no yeah, Simon has no idea this is just Simon has no
2: idea. No idea and, like, oh. and because of
1: that, though, I started having wild ideas until I put them aside before we got on the whole thing where, is this a whole ruse to make us believe because we know what's coming from future state that Jessica Cruz and even that Green Lantern annual is coming up where Jessica Cruz does become a Yellow Lantern. We know that's coming. Is Jeffrey Thorne trying to plan this? And because one of the big things that we talked about at the beginning of this whole thing with the Sinestro Corps and New Corgar and Sinestro being the leader of it all, what happened to his daughter, Sornak Natu, who had taken over the Corps for herself? she hasn't been seen I'm like is this actually Sorta you were hoping Nutso? that it might be and a, that's the whole dupe. idea where it's, it is a dupe but no no i'm looking at like the skin color doesn't match and like the whole thing with jessica and her eye this is the one she wears that on when she's a yellow letter so i went and looked at that i'm like it is yeah. jessica cruz yeah, but yeah, it yeah. could have been cool it's it was so Sorta. sad
2: though that like you said because have been
1: simon as well yeah. to a
2: degree because she was a great letter it's just funny there's jessica she just has a hood on and she's like hey simon what's up And he's like do i know you I'm like ah, oh, you were partners. You shared a battery at one
1: point. But it's yeah, so it's funny that- too because the hood is the big thing to keeping her identity. I'm like, but it looks so badass and cool. The hood that goes into the cape because this is what you know Sinestro is wearing. But when uh, how one became Parallax? And they brought him out of the battery and stuff like that, and he had that really badass like white and like um green costume on, and he had the the hood. And I always wanted Sinestro to get back to that look because he looks so badass in that. And I'm like, now Jessica has I'm like. It's, it's it's yellow. I, I don't yeah. like the color yellow, I but it looks you. badass on her. But
2: yeah, and this is just basically, you know, hey, you might you have to get out of here. The, the yellow lanterns are coming, Simon. You got to get out of here. How do you know my name? Just get out of here. Okay. Come on, kid. Let's go. And they're going to take her back. And so with that, it almost feels like this issue and this little tiny little arc with is just to show you. That oh my god Kelly is so Overpowered that we have to do something about it But it was kind of out of nowhere But it's it's giving you something With her at least they're starting that So we'll see where that goes and then you know, that part ends with uh, the end kind of deal. And it, it threw me because I'm like, wait a minute, this is an oversized deal. What's going on? <laughs> and then I look, I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Oh, that's right. there We go back. This is the that. format of the book. Yeah, John yeah. But it's weird. I didn't feel like it ended up with next issue like that. They kind of jumped in between and stuff like that. But it ended up. But now we have two real separate deals going on. And you have John. And he's on that planet. Sergalon. And, Sir Golan, and yeah, the people Sir of
1: Sergalon are all upset that the Quinari have come here because they are slavers. And even though Jon has fought them back, everybody knows that these people are here now. And since they are slavers, depending on whether they want to kill Jon Stewart or not, they will be back for these people. So honestly, they want to kill Jon Stewart, offer him up as a, like a piecemeal kind of deal like, hey, we did this for you. Exactly. It doesn't matter because they're going to come back there to kill John Stewart and they're going to take these people and enslave them all. So John's going to tell them, like, look, if you don't kill me, I can figure out a way to do all this. We've got the solar panels out there. We can hook up a like a star generator, get all the power we need and take off. I know a little place. It's called, Ella. I don't know if you heard of it. It's the center of the universe. It's pretty badass, but I can get this to happen before the Qunari show back up. And that's what they do. They take, take essentially take some space arcs. Get off this planet and leave everything they had behind with the hopes that John Stewart can lead them to safety and some that's just going to be as equally as good as an old civilization. And when we get there, I don't know if that's going to be the case because it seems like everybody's kind of pissed off that John Stewart's been gone for a year and they believe him to be dead. And possibly, like, since he was the leader of that quest, going off to check out the dark sectors with the other, you know, a thousand Green liners, that he let everybody down. Like, hey, you're here. You are leading everybody else. Where's everybody else, you piece of shit?
2: Yeah, and with that, I kind of thought that was a little pushed a little too much, the idea that almost all – of the Green Lanterns can look at themselves because everybody's missing, you know. Almost all yeah. there's so many dead. So but just to blame John is, for that one saying thing, it's I don't.
1: Over a year though, I'm like it threw me off so bad. I'm like, are we really doing that? Like, we're we gonna yeah, put a we'll different time on situation. Yeah, where that's like... why
2: I think you have that ending and then go to this because that well, that's And usually you have the deal. John
1: Store stuff first, and then the the Oa stuff second. Now it's swapped out for this one. So I'm like, are we gonna have this weird back and forth of these stories where we're gonna spend time on Oa with the re- the people that we know, with like Kelly and Simon Joe, but like. We're going to spend all that time where John's just going to be missing for an entire year, where we continue off yeah, like a year later and jump have the at issue. Some point to get there. It's a weird way to tell uh, a story
2: uh ilo the girl i thought at one point that she would become a green lantern eventually when you end up having things but she also is kind of like maybe somebody but the timeline step so whatever would be but you can't
1: be a green Lantern. you gotta have power so well
2: i'm saying when they get the power that guy and from things go, but <laughs> i'm also with the idea that she could be a cool person to hang out with kelly i agree uh, being the same age and stuff but the, you have to get this time difference and stuff figured out whatever but the john stuff isn't much it's just to no, get it's john not. and the to, idea that we have to get uh, these
1: depowered people from the green lantern corps all together because Kilowog's out and about and he's <laughs> shooting at have. him and he needs some backup quick
2: look at Kilowog. he's like holy crap like when he doesn't have a ring he's not so tough is he and he's like oh crap <laughs> he I I got, and he's like
1: requesting evac from any lantern with a working ring well there's she not got that many you got joe and you got hal and you got and lantern possibly if you consider her and that's one of those side stories that I need to deal with a little bit is the idea that we saw before that Hal Jordan still has a working ring and the idea that we saw during Robert Venditti's run when he has a ring that's made of his own willpower that seems to be different. I don't know how he charged it, how it works, but everybody's ring that was connected to the power battery, it's went down where they had a it not. I want to know how Hal's ring is different and have them talk about it in this book.
2: Yeah, and see if we can figure that out and all that. Because, yeah, he was pure will at one point that made his own ring and he was doing all that Dude, nonsense. So, and he's
1: using like Cronus Gauntlet, which is yeah, similar to a teen, like, teen because he, gauntlet. Because he stole this. it. Yeah. <laughs> he
2: really screwed renegade. him over. Yeah, renegade.
1: So all that going
2: Lost on. on but everybody's like looking and like, oh, man, you know, we better go help you know, the whole deal with uh, Kilowog. And he's there, you know, getting shot at. So we'll see how that works out. But I do think that how will swoop in. But I John's think part that he's of the story is, sense.
1: It's kind of down in my mind, this issue. I'm telling you, there was weirdness with Kelly's, with I want to know about why she's so overpowered. And I have hopes throughout that while it was all putting to me that this is going to be a focus point, And this is the reason why it's going to be a focus point with why she was so overpowered and what it is. But John's stuff was just like, well, we're done with this planet. Time to get back to Oa, and it's a year later. I'm like, oh, it's a weird part of
2: the story. It'd be funny if we find out that Bendis, through a contracting deal, said that all the characters he makes always have to end up in books and be told that they have unknown but mega-omega-level <laughs> power, <laughs> because it is pretty much <laughs> Naomi in space. Is, yeah. It is. I mean, we don't understand this power, but, boy, it's, it's going to ruin everything or whatever. So you have that deal, but the problem is we don't get I, again i saw a lot of people saying that they keep thinking that teen lantern shoved down their throat i don't think so i want to know more about her yeah
1: we had her in an entire series where she was a part of a team and still only know half Didn't of her origin any, That I'd feels said like. we have 80 more constructs than we
2: ever had in this one issue so with that yeah you can say oh man this Omega level well it's 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 the gauntlet i mean and that's not that out of question we just need to know why, what, and how, and why it was Kelly suddenly being able to overpower almost the entire Sinestro Corps with Amazing. just the first time that she goes out. And so we'll have to find that
1: out. I mean, but like we need a core. we got a team liner, baby. Yeah, we that's should take all you need. All Who it needs it,
2: right? Uh, it's a corpse, Eric. Uh, oh. What do you uh, give this?
1: I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10. I still really like this, but I thought some of the issue was down with some decisions being made, but I do hope that the – The weirdness of it will be explained and becomes a focus point later on, and that's why it felt so weird here because we it's not fully developed yet, and I think it's supposed to be, I I hope, that that's the, like, you know... The whole, it's like a uh, stepping stone spectacle to aspect to like, oh my God, how can this be? Well, hold on. Let me tell you. We have an entire series. And I hope that's the case. But even with that, John being out of time, you know, with the rest of the story and even his part, seemed a little down to me. But I still enjoy the series overall. And I really look forward to more Yellow Letter and Jessica Cruz. Yeah.
2: I'm giving it a seven as well. I thought the art was pretty good. I, I The secondary art there threw me off a little. Uh, but I do like when John gets punched and then he goes down, yang yang with his collar. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then I, I just wanted to say, Really? Like, you're blaming me for all this? Like, there's a lot of people you can blame. Blame Kilowog. Where's he? I know he's under attack. I'm telling
1: you, I am just really mad. They say it's been a year, but like, Y'all and Ola haven't figured this shit out in over a year now.
2: Also, I want to say that they're there standing there and like, thank God we actually knitted up some Green Lantern uniforms <laughs> so we can wear them now without the ring. That's it's pretty funny cool. funny, too,
1: because they almost look like, you know, half-baked freaking Guy Gardner jacket yeah, Green do. Lantern suits. It
2: does look – it looks like that's his horrible wear. It's wearing it his Sunday best. Uh, but we're going to go to the next issue. And what is that?
1: Suicide Squad number six, written by Robbie Thompson with Arpa Eduardo Pansica, Julio Ferreira, Dexter Soy, Alex Sinclair, and Wes Abbott. The Suicide Squad are off to Earth-3 to not only save Bloodsport, not only to capture Black Siren, but to take on Ultraman as well. And who knew that we needed a Superboy versus Ultraman as much as we did? While action is the main focus of this book and lame-brain idea that you have to have a vibration that's similar to the world to stay on that world and not get sick like we saw in Future State, the best part of this book has to be the ending that blows open the Superboy aspect to this book.
2: Yes. And uh they're they're really starting to play this, you know. I know the vibrations and stuff like that, but we even had an infinite frontier. Hey everybody, touch the ship and I know. see it who tentative. vibrates. This is the only it's book really that's playing that, that deal, even like weird. we had if
1: you want to go to the Bendis, which I never do, but we can. And the Young Justice, when they went to all those different worlds and they weren't dying because of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's a weird deal, but you can say, well, maybe that's the new idea. Who knows what's at play? But it's they're... only the
1: new thing in this book.
2: And it's weird because they're doing that, but yet does it play out great? Does it really need to happen? All it does for me and what I think it does for the book is – we can't stay on that planet too long, so that means we can't all team up and all go after some things. We have to kind of get out and skedaddle, which does then leave Superboy to fight Ultraman in kind of a tension-filled deal if we got to get him out of the portal. It, it almost sets up that false tension, stuff like that. And what we like about this book is the team. And you get that here. And I do like this issue. I think this issue is pretty good. I like the art. I like Calabro, who we we love, actually. Even the idea
1: that, like I'm talking, a lot of the focus point is like the idea of the base is something I don't like right off the bat with the vibrational signature and stuff like that. So in order for us to do anything like Bloodsport, he's going around. He has a helmet that vibrates wherever he needs to do, like the badass The Suicide Squad Bloodsport helmet that we saw in the movie. It's designed like that here, that allows him to vibrate at whatever place he needs to be in the multiverse. That's why he's here. But for our, you know, rest of our squad to get there and rescue Bloodsport from Ultraman, they need to go and freaking kidnap somebody named Night Terror who has vibrational, ter- like, you know, abilities. So once we get a hold of her, we can then dissect her, take her brain apart, and then figure out how to have devices in order to have it ourselves. But I like the team of Cobra Talon, and like, you know, Nocturna coming together with Superboy then to go and do this which is uh, so good, too, to have this many people that I do enjoy, because even though Peacemaker, he's off doing you know side freaking you know, Team B stuff, the swamp thing this week, and he's not even exactly missed, but you have him off with another Suicide Squad, which is great because I love when you can play with the characters like that, just like in the Suicide Squad movie.
2: Yeah, and the timing plays out great. Perfectly. You have that Synergy, deal, man. Boom, go. And so I like where you do have, an, and what I do like, you, obviously, you have, Superboy here, right? He's there and he's like, Listen, Night Terror, I see that you vibrate out, but I'm too fast. And boom, Nelson. But I like the idea then, take it over, Branch. <laughs> Branch coming, Boop. And does, I like that the whole team you know, is it's doing so something. funny to have
1: Branch here too. Because I didn't even say him in this because I don't think, I don't really think about him. The idea that he's still alive is still crazy to me. But how weird is it that we have an entire B team that's going off with Peacemaker to go capture Swamp Thing, Levi Kamei, in order to have this powerhouse that's attached to the green? When you kind of have Branch over here, he's not Swamp Thing, but he still has a connection to the green right now. Like, why don't you send him off with, you know, Peacemaker or do something? The idea that you already have somebody on the team or like you're just trying to like, you know. Get a better roster. Like we're going to swap up for maybe, a better ca- ca- Maybe candle? it's
2: one of those that you'd be afraid that maybe you would be able to be controlled or something, or or would you know turn. But I like I like that it's Superboy doing this like heavy lifting. But the real big deal is Brad. Hey Brad. Also, we did start out with the idea of Calabra and Talon. Like, hey, any ideas of catching this piece of crap helps us rescue Bloodsport. Who the yeah, Bloodsport? You know, Twilight <laughs> starts going through. Or, or did you mean <laughs> Never this person? Old. And the thing is. It made me giggle in a way, but it's actually the setup for the deal. We know what's happening because of that Clippers little laid it down with a yeah. joke. Yeah, and so it's not like, hey, we're going in. And you have an easy way in the Suicide Squad to always send it out because as they go in, you have Amanda Waller say, okay, go get this, go get this that. This is the mission this team. This is better, though. Oh, I it thought is. it was so funny, the idea that you also reminded of Bloodsport, the idea of rescuing them. Right. But then it's like, oh, you know, night terror. I walked through it. You mean this piece of crap? It made me giggle because of that whole deal. And then later we do see with talent Uh, ends up freaking out because he thinks he's going to start Well, it's almost like that
1: thing, too, because Talon is doing really poorly on Earth 3. Like, even in the Suicide Squad Future State one, Talon was just sickly and dying the entire time in that. I'm like, like, yeah, William Cobb does not play well. No, William Cobb
2: is not good on Earth 3, especially. But with all this going on, they do get nitro. That is spelled out that they need her because she vibrates. Somehow they're just going to do some brain salad surgery yeah. to make some matter. devices. All right, everybody eat and this. I
1: think this is how it works. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: really. It's like you see also like, hey, how much is that going to take? Then, you know, um, Waller asks and the doctor says, oh, well, conservatively, 12 hours. All right, you got one. All right, I guess we're not going to do All any right, anesthesia. The I'm <laughs> telling you, it's just like a, a radio band <laughs> right on. All right, we got it going. And, Amanda and really, is insane. It seems like that. But then Andy bit that. It's like, hey, listen, it's not any counselor. But you'll live like the little lobotomy going on there. But, yeah, then you set up the Peacemaker stuff that we'll get to next. in Nightmare Nurse and Heat Wave, which
1: is cool. And it's the only complaint I have about that book coming – this book coming out this week because the synergy of the Suicide Squad. You want to have that. It's great. People come out of that theater. They go to a comic book shop right there. A new issue of Suicide Squad with characters that you recognize to a degree because you have Peacemaker and Bloodsport here. That's great. I wish, wish that The Flash came out this week as well. Because yeah, because just as a little side, spoiler alert. is the bad alert. guy in that right now. Yeah. It seems like he's going to get arrested and set the bell He
2: gets recruited at the end of the next Flash book. So it works out. You're just not able to put it. All in the place at once, but that's kind of cool. And it's one it's of fine. those things overall, you know, overall. if you're going to sit there and go, well, this doesn't make sense. Heat waves and flash. Then next week you get flash or whenever and you're, oh, it did work. Then it's OK. You know what I mean? But it would have been really cool if they could all hit at the same time because it is really a neat thing. And we don't get that a lot with DC and we kind of, you know, get a kick out of that. But you end up where this team, you know, our main team here I in do this want to book. know how
1: it works out and whether it's going to be the Suicide Squad or the next issue with Swamp Thing though because it seems like while you want to have something like a Swamp Thing connection to the green, like on your team being able to be controlled, Manda Waller has a side plan as well because she believes, she put, you know, Peacemaker out here with a bunch of, you know, one of the soldiers of Argus is called D-listers so she can also prove that Peacemaker helped Rick Flag escape Bell Rev previously. I don't know how she's going to do that, but I want to know how that yeah, works it's out with as well. That,
2: I don't think that Swamp Thing's ever going to be on the team. I think that that's no. more of the plan. We're stuck with and, Branch. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to be stuck with Branch, especially because it looks like the next issue of Swamp Thing, we will have, you know, a, another crossover type deal. But that, that series ends soon. I don't think they're going to spend too much time, but we'll see. We'll see how that all works out. But in this book, it's mainly about going to Earth 3, Bloodsport, things like that. Ultraman just comes off as a K snorting addict. As he does. That's all he wants. He wants it, but then ends up
1: Gimme that sweet, sweet K. He's like,
2: give me the K and I might let you live. And he's he's just demolishing that point. With that, they're also running against the clock. And in the meantime, even at one point trying to like run diversion, trying to get the characters to get out of there and get back, but like well, you also said,
1: grab Black Siren Black as well. Black
2: Siren as well for another part of a team and things like that going through. But yeah, uh William Cobb is having some big problems. I mean, he That's is thing, hurting this, right the away. The stuff
1: that they have pulled out of you know Night Terror in order to like to create Power Gauntlets to vibrate at the right frequency. It doesn't seem that it matter what you have. You have a, like a certain amount of time you can stay there because it's not going to work forever. But it doesn't seem like Talens is working at all because he immediately gets sick and has to break character that he's been doing this whole time. The idea of the amnesia and not only being able to say who and stuff like that. He just has to go break character. And be like, Clebra, I'm going to die. Help me. <laughs> Get Please me help the hell me. out of here. Like, what did you say? Um, uh, Who? And
2: I like that with that because Calebra <laughs> almost seems oblivious to – but I know she isn't. But she's like – Man, that's really bad where you're putting words together. But it, I, I even like it at the point, though, that she's the one, even in her jokey way, because she's like, hey, hey, what's up there, Talon? What the inflate meal didn't agree with you? Let's go. And <laughs> he's like, so and, then, and then she stops and says, Superboy, listen, Talent doesn't look so good. I mean, he never looks great. I mean, he's real ugly, but he's not looking great right now. And that's where Superboy's like, get up, let's go. We got to get going. We'll get to the med base soon enough who <laughs> he gets up i mean he is he's hurting and they're trying to figure out what they can do and how they're going to you know get the thing and that's where you get the case norton you know, Ultraman come well, in even and the that idea on the top of that
1: where Ultra, Ultraman and Superboy are going toe to toe, which is an amazing idea. You want to see that fight just because you have the evil Superman doppelganger of Earth 3 and the clone of Superman Alexa, which they're coming together here. And also on top of that, something has been wrong with Superboy. You want to see that fight, and it comes to some kind of head here where it says, Superboy abort, get the extraction, boy, Superboy. And then the doctor's like, his vitals are off the charts, like for multi dimensional travel. Uh, are what little brains he has about the mountain he's like no he's fractured we have to get him an injection now so i'm like an injection of what what's that have to be so the idea that there's something going on where nocturna is trying to read his mind and do different things where there's a gigantic blank spot where he can give basic information about Superboy, but nothing in detail there's this gigantic spot that isn't there and she knows there's something wrong with Superboy. and amanda waller pretty much told her to do this to see how well she could play this off with whatever Superboy we have. But it comes to a head here when we finally get him back to where we need wherever they teleport him to to get this injection. You do have the Young Justice Superboy there with the 90s costume and the Spike shoulders that we saw in Bendis' Young Justice. but Like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, you just blew the goddamn doors off the Suicide Squad book because a lot of people are upset that Superboy's here and that nobody's coming to look for him and why would he be on the Suicide Squad against his will and stuff like that. Huge problem. But when you go here, And you know that he needs some sort of medicine to freaking maintain whatever body he has or whatever life he has. And you have the other Superboy that we have been used to recently, even though I don't know why Bennis chose to use this design from the 90s. But honestly, that's the thing is I look at this whole thing where you have the idea that whatever Superboy we have in the Suicide Squad is wrong. And the one that we come to here is the right one. But it doesn't feel right to me because I'm telling you, the way the Superboy looks here with his black T-shirt and the red Superman symbol right there and the jeans – that was the latest Superboy we had, boy we had, to the new before the New Fifty Two. This was the way he looked. This '90s version never looked right to me, and I have no idea why they went back to something like you know the beginning of Superboy's career instead of seeing the progression of the character like we saw in this, which I thought was great. But I'm like, what are we even playing with here?
2: Yeah, and so when you have Ultraman and he's fighting. Connor, he's fighting Superboy. There's a couple things he says. I can see inside your copies, copies of a copies inside you. You're a clone. Then he rips his shirt, thinking that maybe that's Power Girl there, because you see that a lot. But then <laughs> even says in the big part of it, like this is what your Earth thinks the best of Krypton is. I mean, you, you're you're an abomination. You, you're not even strong. I'm going to go and take over your world, now, because I see that you're their version, which is of funny what to me. Because make. when
1: Amanda Waller sees everything that's going on here through the eyes of her, you know, Task Force X, remember, she finally sees a world that does need saving. Beyond the heroes that are here and doing the Justice League work and stuff like that, kind of, you know, not really having room for a Task Force X. Amanda Waller one knows she wants to win, and she might find a world in this where she yeah, could be like the savior. She,
2: it's funny because it's like both like of them are so going separate ways state. where waller's like i can go here and win and then that's where you have Ultraman's like really i can go take over that world pretty good myself and, and going back and forth but it's pretty cool and it's throwing out the idea but again connor he's a clone he's there he's saying that whether what that means a more and more of a of clone a more. that's the thing when he says your copy's a, copy's a copy has got like is it multi-pussy
1: now it's like hey steven I yeah, like well, that. yeah,
2: and again, you clone, you get dumber and dumber. But there is also that idea that Amanda Waller seemingly has either you know done some sort of thing where Connor doesn't remember everything, and that's where you get that injection. You got to get the medicine and whatnot, or he's already kind like, of like the he, weird part of like, it. And you have. To use just think about to, it
1: this: in the different media that you've seen with Superman and stuff like that, where you do have clones, and even like the idea of match the clone of Superboy that we had before, who was an evil, like you know. You know, version of the character pretty much his bizarro to a degree. But let's just say that this injection that he needs will keep his cellular uh, composition regular before it uh, like dest- destroy itself. I can't think of the word I need right now. But let's say he doesn't get this. And what we have here is a bizarro boy. Like he becomes, you know, to the point where he becomes a bizarro. That'd be kind of funny.
2: And with that, like We're just Amanda match. Waller in this really keeps pushing the idea of how he isn't that smart like he's dumb hey what's this pea brain all that stuff but is that because of what she's keeping from him that could end up being open or is it like you said you just end up reverting back because even when he
1: is fighting Ultraman here and mandawar has to yell at him you don't kill not for yeah. me not and for anyone because that's who you are says- you're super boy fucker
2: yeah, the doctor says says to the, doc- the doctor, the you're not going to be able to force him in. You need to do a different route. You need to get to him and get to what he wants. And what he wants to hear is that he's a great Superboy and whatnot to bring him, calm him down and get out. And he does do that then. And he goes through the portal, but that's when you end up where they're going to go down and try to save things. And that's where we end up seeing that Superboy, you know, what we think is the real Superboy. But who knows the way they're playing with this, Like you said, that look and whatever, you never felt comfortable with it with the whole young justice and stuff. The one that we had like suicide, back, even though I love it. Seems the look, like it's the real deal. So it's
1: just the nineties version, which I, you know, ended up loving to begin with, but we've moved past that point now. Yeah,
2: we may find out that, you know, you have a bunch. You know, this isn't the stopping of it. The, the idea of copies of copies of copies and things like that, but it's it's intriguing. And at the end, it does throw that whole thing where people were getting upset. Oh, man, the Connor and what? why aren't anybody looking? Well, this seems to lead to an explanation. Of and that. it does so I feel it from good. what
1: we've had so far with how off Connor has felt in this book and even people talking about it in this book where the Superboy that we end up here talking about, who the hell are you? The young Justice Bendis Superboy might be the real one. And the one that we've been playing with this entire time is just a clone of this one, a copy of a copy.
2: And the cool version or the cool thing from that is you still have, you, you can't just say like, and I think that's what it is. I mean, that's what Ultraman. And I think so if, if he doesn't is, get his
1: injection, he might become a boy Zorro. And he
2: might. And even with that though, even if he
1: doesn't or he starts, but
2: it's kind of like the sad story of that. Like this Connor doesn't know. He thinks he's, you know, he's a real boy, boy. So that he's a real boy, but that's like, that could get you some real feels with that of what you're gonna do and, and well, it let also he go with he thinks the idea too, because we can go know off that, a whole hog and end up being a villain then. I it's one know. of those
1: weird things because one of the things about being Superboy and being a clone of Lex Luthor and Superman, the way he was genetically made up, he is always gonna perpetually be sixteen years old. Back in the day in the Teen Titans and Young Justice era of the like late nineties, early two thousands, mid-two thousands. This idea really hit him hard where he would never be able to grow up like the rest of his friends. He would perpetually be 16 years old. And the thing is, what we saw in Future State, I don't know if that's still the case or not, if they've changed the DC Comics continuity-wise or not, but in the Future State Suicide Squad, it looked like Connor had grown up a bit. He had become a superman instead of a superboy. So maybe this copy, if he does continue on and he's okay and doesn't become a boy Zoro, maybe he is able to grow where our Connor isn't. I don't know what the thing is, but it just seems weird. Superboy Prime. You're right, Eric. That's what he becomes. That's yeah, Earth Prime. Yeah, yeah. so we'll Prime, Earth, what's
2: going on. But I liked it, and it's a great cliffhanger. I mean, it really That's the thing it, is, My score like, has actually crap. gone up
1: talking about it. I was upset about it because it is a big old fight. It's a it's a cool fight, but it is just a big old fight. And the idea that we actually spend page time to deal with the vibrational frequencies of people, like that whole setup to get to the point to have that and also have to get them out because of it. I hate that. It doesn't make sense with anything else that we deal with. It's only in the Suicide Squad book. It's just I wish put it, wasn't it there, there for a time. It's it really just just, a time. Exactly. And it just puts a hamper on anybody who says, it's almost like the Phantom Zone where people want to do certain things, but you have your own ideas and everybody has their own things. I'm like you really disrupt the multiverse. If you say that nobody who, except for who can vibrate can go and do shit, I'm like, don't do that. Go and have multiversal fun because we've seen people do it in the past. I want to see people do it in the future. Yeah. There's no reason
2: to put that deal so that you limit something that's cool, especially now with an Omniverse. So exactly. why why do that then? It is funny. I'm looking at the part where you end up where Collabra has talent. It's like, I got you, Tally. Let's go home and watch some trashy TV. Please help me. What did you say? Oh, uh who? Who? You must be feeling bad if you actually found another words, words out. Come <laughs> on, Waller, patch you. It's so funny that you even get that deal that the collaborator is so nice that this isn't anything that's going to bother her well, either. Even that right, idea, I remember,
1: was Collaborator there when uh when Red X was saying that he's not or is that just Amanda Waller yeah, that I he was, that was saying that to Amanda okay. Waller?
2: Yeah, and and I think that uh you know, this is kind of funny because I think that Claver's just going to be like, well, you have your secrets and whatnot. You just keep them because she's cool. She's a friend. It's funny. like a cool combo, they're a good duo. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm I'm at a
1: 7.5. What are you at? I'm at a 7.5 as well. I did a 7 on the site because I found the whole vibrational thing to be underwhelming. I thought the, the cliffhangers a Dan Jurgens cliffhanger in my mind where that man, he might write a meandering book here and there, but he'll always, Dan Jurgens give you an amazing cliffhanger to make you say, fuck, I got to get that next book because this could be amazing. And that's what you had here. You had an over-the-top fight that you do want to see. The story was just a little weak in the idea like, man, we got to go save a blood sport and get me a Black Siren, but... None of that really mattered ultimately. We just went and did it. And we had this great Superboy cliffhanger. The art's amazing throughout. And I'm like, I had fun talking about it. And what could be, at the beginning of this book, the beginnings of a story, I'm like, this could be really cool and interesting and be doing something really important with Superboy since we haven't done anything really important with him for a long time. like, yes, I'm at a 7.5 out of 10, but it is a down issue in my mind of this. For it is a we bit of a issue. It could have been it's really good. But we're not dealing with is. Red X.
2: Yeah, yeah, Red X. They even mentioned him like three times. I'm like, no. And it's funny, like Robbie Thompson's like, hey, anybody know how to do a good cliffhanger Because like, I do. Damn, oh, my does. god, every issue. And then the problem with hopefully – what we don't get, but I can see it happening here, is Dan Jurgens. when he does that, he spends the next issue, half of that issue dealing with, like nonsense, and then that getting so to another clip. I, I tried
1: to push a Dan thing yeah, and you know what it's going to be. But Gail Simone, yeah, I think it was yesterday, tweeted out something. About, I just want to say how much I love the work of at Dan Jurgis Kind of thing, like and I just wrote, "Me too." And I slammed that fucking picture of that Superman and Robin fighting vampires right your yeah, really, Like, check this that's out. Your
2: Favorite. <laughs> that is, that's your epitome <laughs> of greatness. There. The I'm devil like won Barry the day. Ca-
1: calling Chuck up. Hey, you know that new sound you before? Listen to this. Y- you want the superheroes fighting the vampires?
2: Look at this, and then they. They it. They're going to do it coming up for you, Eric, but we have one more book left, and what is that, Eric? Actually, Eric, I will take over this. Wink, oh, okay. wink. That's why I ended up thinking for some reason that you had reviewed this, which you don't, but that's why I had that song. <laughs> Eric, ring the bell. So I'm just going to do this <laughs> off the top of my head. It is Swamp Thing number six, written by Ram V. Art by Mike Perkins, Mike Spicer, and Adida Bidakar. Ram V ends up crossing over with the Suicide Squad book, and who knew that that would make me actually like an issue of this run. And with that, a lot of people love this book going on, and it seems like this is an issue where people who loved it before don't like the idea they're giving a crossover, but this actually does a dual purpose. We're doing something
1: different now. It does be
2: a dual purpose of giving me an issue that I could get through without falling asleep, but also in a roundabout way, Almost forces Ram V's hand of giving us a little more background of what happened in India and the whole deal of Levi, his brother and his father. So with that, we'll get into this. And I actually like this issue enough. It's not my favorite issue of all time or anything like that. But with the whole deal, it almost feels like this was done to kind of lasso in Ram V and say, (laughs) "Okay, you got to get going. We're going to give you this idea where we're setting it up for you. You have to deal with the Suicide Squad coming in. And, and going after, but please get this book rolling. And I think it does a good job. It's and with so that- weird to me
1: that we started out, though, because I from what we had last issue with that weird Constantine freaking, the, the thought process of a freaking bomb that was the dropped. Hate you know, and the stuff, hate yeah. bomb and stuff like that. It felt so disconnected from everything. So when we actually start this out with you know Swamp Thing being like destroyed because he was a part of that hate bomb when it went off, when he moved it somewhere, where he now has to rebuild his body. It's a really cool moment seeing that whole situation, but I kind of wish we actually didn 't do anything with it because I felt so far removed from anything else in this book like well, I guess we're going to have a continuity here where he has to reform himself and use the idea. And I think that-,
2: that they would have done that afterwards because of the the timing of the things, right? Because they said the hate bomb deal wasn't going to be in that port; it just yeah, got yeah. thrown in. So you do that, but it's a it's a nice. But little the idea transition. that you know the
1: green is recognition and remembrance and stuff like that, and how to use your power. And he thinks back, and that is going to be our vehicle to get the background on Levi Kame and what he did in India to become the Swamp Thing. Now, I do think that's kind of cool—the idea that rebuilding your body from what you remember. And recollecting on this to get control of yourself and going back to the point is a cool way to actually get to that backstory, even though it's a little far removed from where I actually wanted to begin with.
2: Yeah, and it's issue six and we're getting that. And even then, like, I think that you like this a little more than me, but I do like it more than what we had been getting because we do get some information. But even then, some of the information... It's ambiguous. It's a little fancy well, the stuff, It's so- the
1: start of it. I think next issue, when we continue on with our flashback montage of how Levi can make, you know, got into his swamp thing ordeal. I think that's where it's really going to pick up. Just the idea of him going to India in his thoughts and meeting up with his brother, and reminiscing about how the beauty of India and where they used to go as children, getting in trouble with their parents and even going and visiting his dad. The idea of what it means for him to be back in India, what it means to him to be this pretty much a token salesman for his company to come back to India to try to sell off this land deal and stuff like that or buy this land deal. I'm like, I like that because I didn't know exactly well, what it like when it came back before. Just I just want to see how, how the ti- progression is.
2: You know, how much time are we going to get with it? Because you're also amping up the whole deal with the Suicide Squad stuff too. And if you kind of go half and half like you do this, you're going to get some stuff. But not enough of, in, in my mind, what you need to then go with your last three issues to kind of get a story. I've been waiting for all this stuff. And, and this almost points out to me like – and you wasted a lot of time. You wasted so much time getting things going that I think that we're just going to end up at the end finally realizing, you know, oh, man, Levi is pretty cool. Done. I, I don't know how we go forward. I don't know what Levi's going to be going forward and things like that. That's what I worry about. But in a single issue, I I actually like the, the Suicide Squad in this. And I, oh, yeah, I really had a lot of really fun cool, with it.
1: But I had a problem with it, the idea that shoes, because for one thing, you know, my biggest problem was I kept wondering why Nightmare Nurse is here. We haven't seen Nightmare Nurse at a dog's age. I can only imagine it was brought back in because I think she was featured recently in one of the animated movies, maybe it was like Apocalypse War or whatever it was. And I think that's why, because I'm like, I understand that Amanda Waller wants to have as many people as she can, superpowered otherwise, on the team that are gonna be helpful for her cause, but how the hell do you lasso in a healing demon like Nightmare Nurse and keep her there when she can like the idea is she can go get another host if she needs to?
2: Look at, look at her, too. I laugh when they got the whole deal. I'm like, okay, we're going to split up. We're looking for Swamp Thing or Levi Kamei, you know, get the whole deal. Ex Prescott employee.
1: Again, you still, stop right there. Why is he an ex employee of Prescott right now? Because, you know, I know that Prescott wants to take Levi, and, you know, he has a. a wh- maybe we'll find Prescott out. Maybe he did is.
2: quit because the idea of did what he- they were doing. Well, I'm saying maybe at this point, we're going to find out. Little did we know when he came back. It was because he had quit because they were. Well, Prescott do gave something like Amanda India.
1: all the information about this because I think he wants all of the stuff that he can with that as well. Like he wants to have the swamp thing because he has all the Alec Holland information that he came in with through the Sunderland Corporation. I think he wants to know the secret of immortality. We don't know enough. I'm just jumping ahead with all this stuff. Wall wants the power the connection to the green. So they're gonna work together, but just such a fucked up situation where you have this thing where you sent Levi to go and have this happen to him. I think f- specifically and now all right. Well, he's coming back. Let's just say he's fired. So we take him off the payroll. I'm like that's a dick move, Prescott. I don't care how what kind of me- megalomaniac he stuff is he got going on. He is returning in him. a weird way, and and then of uh, the but but
2: I think that maybe what we might find out too. You might have the idea because if you're going to push this, especially with Peacemaker, just in this issue, but also Amanda Waller, like, hey, uh, Amanda Waller, I need you to go get my employee. Well, what do we care about that? Like, screw. Oh no, no, he probably he probably (laughs) made up some crazy story about what he did and why they need to get him. That's completely made up. I mean, the idea that you go,
1: Amanda Waller, you want to get a swan? Well, it's weird. It's
2: it's the idea. Well, Amanda Waller, in a weird way, is kind of going against the mo. I mean. Why would you be able to get us something thing who isn't a villain who isn't a b- – so I think that maybe they've fashioned up a little crime here that you're able to swindle Amanda Waller in oh, can- I don't think she cares criminal
1: you. or not. She's taking like people her grabbing that are going to be useful. Batman.
2: I mean, that would be like her grabbing Nightwing. Keep him. I yeah, think she I mean, would. I think she could grab, you know, a lot of these people. I mean, just grabbing Swamp Thing. I think that it is stepping over the boundaries of what she's supposed. He's not a people anymore. He's does. a Swamp Thing. Well, he's also not. Who knows if he's really a Swamp Thing when we go forward and whatnot with how it's going? If it was me, I'd go to Mir and just grab old Alec Holland and get the hell out of there. But with all this, yeah, yeah, you get you your have, ass to You have all the buying stuff, and you're going to see this background of how he came there and the whole deal. And some people were having problems with the idea that Camo and he. Oh, well, again, you know, that's
1: the whole thing I was going to say because Nightmare Nurse bothered me. But even the idea where you have a Suicide Squad come in where Peacemaker is in charge, but your your Suicide Squad consists of Parasite, Heat Wave, Nightmare Nurse, and Camo. Now, Camo is the most important part to me because pretty much he is the King Shark of this group. Where you have a gigantic powerhouse who doesn't think well on his own. He is a freaking time bomb essentially, and I'm thinking he is here specifically for the next issue. If things go tits up. Where, like, right now they have a bio agent that's raining down that's going to stop communication that the green can do between the trees right now, the, the theory of how vegetation communicates with each other, that is going to power down Swamp Thing to a degree. It's going to last, you know, Suicide Squad to be able to put up a fight, I guess. You know, this is the whole theory of it. But if things go tits up for him next issue, I just imagine chemo is going to fall over and he's going to be toxic waste. And that's what I think. That's the only really reason I think they're there. To all just, yeah, just
2: destroy it.
1: I mean, he's, he's there just to there to be a, a terrible freaking, like, you know, distraction, freaking hindrance to Swamp Thing overall. Because honestly, Kemu being here is weird, but if you can have this sort of situation, you're going to want it for your arsenal against well, the Swamp
2: Thing. That's kind of the problem I think that some people are having, mainly because we don't really know the plan that they're going to do. You can make up in your head what you think it would be, because it does. Not seem like, hey, we're going to all go off on our own, whoever finds them, whatnot. You even have it when Heatwave finds them and tries to just burn the hell out of them. You know, you end up Peacemaker. What are you doing? We could have all been there. We could have taken care of this, including maybe Nightmare Nurse jumping in, doing a new ho like that sort of thing going on. But if things go wrong, I think the other characters are mainly backup who could... Really, do some damage to the forest, and then you have like a parasite will be able to suck some power off. I want to like know that, what a,
1: a parasite will do to a swamp thing, honestly, with the connection to the green and stuff like that. Because he just goes off and pretty much dicks off the entire issue, just sucking on birds and yeah, shit yeah, like that. He's just just like a little like bit of hanging, power here and there. He's just hanging out, getting a little into this green. issue, but no. For everybody concerned here, like Heat Wave is the freaking first one who comes across swamp thing, and he just plans on burning him alive. Because I don't know how Flash is going to end next issue with the whole idea of McRory having cancer. I think he just wants the world to burn before he goes out anyway because yeah, I assume he's he still just has gonna, cancer
2: here. I, but, I, I'm assuming as well. I think he's just going to do what the hell he's going to do and have some fun doing it. But it Peacemaker, seems like that's I think the he's
1: just here as the, you know, the face of the Suicide Squad for what's currently going on in that book. But other than that, with everybody involved with how you're going to team together, Heatwave is going to burn some shit because Heatwave burns some shit. The idea of Parasite sucking on the green and taking control of that power, that's badass. And even Chemo being the gigantic toxic spill that he could be taking out this entire freaking jungle around them and stuff like that. That sounds amazing to me. I think Nightmare Nurse, even though how weird she is here, she's going to be the key she's, to make you know, yeah, keep the gonna Levi alive. She's going to possess and get you know him mean? going like, keep and him stuff. alive and stuff like that because I think he's going to be so hurt after all of this. You're going to need somebody with supernatural healing abilities. Yeah, get, the weird know, thing King is, the, is like, from they the, seem the to the be break.
2: mad. I don't think that they wanted you know him... you know. To burn them. I don't think that Heatwave was supposed to do that yet. I think think that was a backup plan. I think they were just going to go in and have Nightmare Nurse possess them and, you know, kind of join in and and take them and then have them captured and then figure out, get the brain bomb, things like that. But things have gone wrong because Heatwave is just not going to listen. And again, you can play with that idea that why would he? They even say you were going to get the brain bomb. What does he care? He's going to die in three months anyway. So it's a really bad play. Of having him on the team like that because he is a wild card if they are dealing with what is supposed to be, you know, the continuity with him. Uh, But even with
1: that, I want to know what parasite we're dealing with here because this almost looks like a pre-crisis parasite. And I want to know if it's like the the new 52 one with Joshua, if it's Rudy and stuff like that, because – every time anybody does a parasite it's almost like we talked about the phantom zone or whatever kind of thing you do everybody wants to do their own thing and everybody has their own depiction of what characters look like but this one just doesn't look like the current you know parasite that we've had lately and looks more like you know a fallback to something we had previously and i want to know who this is in our current omniverse infinite frontier continuity because like just give me a name there's throw a name out there beyond parasite
2: yeah and with that you have the main thing is You know, Levi, as he's reforming and rethinking all the things that led to this, the idea that he goes to India to do something that was going to change the game. Oh, man, I'm you know, we're going to get India. We're going to up the ante. And his dad's like, no, no, no. You know, the elders kind of came together a bit and the stuff we're not really down with a lot of the stuff that you might be pushing with that. And like you said, it does seem like he's there. As just a token guy from India to go in and convince these people of it, so well, whatever imagine, it was, that's the
1: only reason in my mind beyond possibly the per, like you know Prescott wanting to somehow make a black magic swamp thing with you know his brother. I don't yeah, know how it works. Out the we're brother not there has yet. To but, tie in and stuff. Exactly. But yeah We'll get to that. But I swear that the only reason that Levi is sent there by a company is, be, "Hey, you're from India. Yeah, you're you're the guy.
2: Yeah, we're gonna yeah. send you there. And what? Your family lives there. All right. Well, your family actually lives in the area we want to, and your dad's one of the others. I mean, this is great. And hey, seemingly, it's gonna it be a was, great swamp thing. And this the dad the <laughs> dad the dad reads right through it and says, like, why are you here? oh, well, I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's like, no, no, no. Like, why are you here? Like, you're here for Prescott stuff. And we kind of got together, and we're not really down with that. But I think that, yeah, Prescott. And now, obviously, something goes wrong with the brother, all that stuff. And I'm thinking that the brother may not have the worst of intentions at first, but things he go seems really like wacky. He a good guy
1: in this flashback.
2: Yeah, he does. And things might just go wonky because of the way. Or we find out in that twist that, you know, he's just there protecting – his you know family and the the land and stuff like that maybe it's levi being so maybe he's actually the bad guy dun, with that dun, overall dun. but whatever happened it, it really caused a problem in the green it and hopefully black get, magic swamp yeah, things. yeah you end up black magic swamp things and you know the green's not really right it's got the whole contagion and stuff like that going that we'll have to try to figure that out but what i like about this again is that it almost seems like this thing with the swamp, you know, swamp thing versus or trying to not be captured by the source? It did up the ante to make Ram V get off his duff and start telling a story. And we get a little more of Levite. Still not enough for me because I'm still not connected to him, I'm still hey, not with, caring with at this... all about him, but it's getting there.
1: I'll get, I i I completely agree with you, but I'm just pacing through because for whatever reason, I thought it was a bird that freaking parasite was much on. Do you think he has a side quest where? they are gonna do something weird with like you know something that not everybody knows about on the team, but where he does go off, he fucks off for a while and just needs to feed. But I look at this, I think he's just eating some kind of weird root or something. Yeah, like, it looks along like the side a because root. That's the thing. Is for some reason, I so saw there's this feathers initially. I'm like, motherfucker's just chowing down. On some then birds you see or something a bird like that. later with that but, uh, stuff. He's but... like, parasite, come in, parasite. Can you hear me? And he's there. Mmm, feed, must feed, mmm, green. But we're going to do something weird where he just starts eating like vegetation, like he's the way that the lawnmower man was depicted in like, you know, Stephen King's short story. And if he eats some grass, he's all of a sudden connected to he's the green. He's going to actually connect to
2: the green and become. I, I would think that he might even become like a doppelganger type swamp thing, but like, uh, I hate, hate that idea. And I hope the, oh, I that's don't not the like case. it either. Well, uh, no, if he but... feeds
1: off a swamp thing who actually is like, you know, linked to an actual power beyond just. You know, just living things, because it's all—it's all connected to the green. I don't know how you can differentiate that, because it does make sense if I say he's going to leech off that. He can leech off anything else connected to the green, but it feels weird. To it make. is
2: funny, but maybe one of the things that you're doing and playing with this forest and Indian and things like that is like because seriously. You could have, you know, Parasite just there in, you know, a glade, right? I don't have a glade right outside my door, but if he's in my backyard, I don't don't, know I'm saying. I I don't. (laughs) It's just a thicket. I I don't Uh, know much, but you don't really need him there unless, unless you're playing fully that like this is like the mystical part. Like you're almost at the parliament of flowers here. You're almost like, this is a little more than just the normal. And when he feeds into it, he's able to tap in. Uh, but we'll see. And I, I don't know that I need that or want that. I really just want to see, you know, more of Levi's. back I want, y- you need to get to that point that things go wrong. And and this is the first time I think,
1: oh my God, we're going to
2: get there. Eventually. We yeah, only I have a bunch of issue issues is like, left. You know, we're, I we're hope. We're really going to do it for
1: the background of this, because the whole thing where you know, springs it is that, Levi is bringing himself back to physical form after that bomb last issue. And as soon as he does, by thinking about different things that got him to this point, Heatwave is there to set his ass on fire to the point where Levi just jumps off a waterfall into a lake and then sinks to the bottom. Where he then has to, like, you know, think back the remembrance and how to use the power. Or, like, you know, how did he get here into this point? Where he then just stays on the bottom his body, just reconstitutes itself. But, you know, Heatwave's like, mud, thick, wet, sticky mud, nothing here but damn mud. Heatwave don't do that. He's not getting wet. So he's like, pretty much the idea is like, Pretty sure he's going to be a corpse at the bottom of this lake right now. Like, Suicide Squad's like, you need backup? Take your time. To the point where he has, you know, reconstituted himself, where he's coming out of the swamp behind, behind Mick. He's sitting there smoking a cigar. Ah, no rush. Take your time. Nothing's happening here. You got a gigantic swamp thing monster behind you.
2: Yeah. And with that, I like that, you know, juxtaposition of the deal that in that background, you end up having that story of the dad talking about, oh, then, you know, my son's playing in the mud. But that's what you got to do you know he ends up telling his wife that's yeah, it plays kind of connecting back, you know, to the land
1: where, where you come from you know the mud is where you come from son the and idea I like of the, that. like you know the idea of where mankind and who we are, getting yeah. back to nature and stuff I mean, like that, a kids. Thing even. yeah, I'm saying that that, and it works with the idea of swamping and how he's telling his story. I also don't
2: like it because of being a foreigner in this land. There's mixed like yeah, this mud, this <laughs> nonsense. Like he's not in tune. He's just there to do damage, and he's not fitting in. And that's where I'm all about that himself. This swamping behind him, there ready to take him over. But no, we'll it's end up-
1: weird because what we have here with flat, like you know. Flash, you know, the series, Heatwave being the first official villain in this new run of The Flash with Wally West being the main star, and then apparently going, getting caught and going to Bell Rev and being put on the suicide squad, but also starting that Flash arc out with the idea that Mick Rory has cancer. I don't know if they somehow fix that shit up wherever they are, but do you think the possibility of Mick going to be able to die, like he's going to die no matter what? That B could then kill. No, I'm saying then kill Heatwave here because he's going to die anyway, and it's okay to kill Heatwave. Yeah, Wave yeah you might be there. able
2: to do that, and uh, maybe maybe the Green will resurrect him. Right? But yeah, you could kill him because if you're going with the continuity and whatnot, you I mean, up where he he's is fully given up. He's still smoking. You uh, don't care. He doesn't care. But with all that, yeah, I, I think that you would be allowed to. It would be a shame, but maybe. You know, you play around with things and whatnot and have him come back after. Again, I think there's a lot of things going on with even the amount of Green Lanterns that were said were dead and things like that. Something is going on where they're allowing people to kill clean off some bit. big things in clean house, like we're going to have a reset, whatever. So why not? If you're going to do that, set up a reason. I mean, the idea that Mick is going to just go hog wild because he's going to die and then we will die. And maybe that'll be a better death for him. Maybe he'll actually, you know, say this is he gonna Is he going to call up and
1: ask, is Thank this a good you. deal?
2: Thank you. Yeah, he'll do that as he's flying in on a plane. Call up Leonard Snart. He's is playing, this a good surfing. death? Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, with that, you still have – I like that little panel of chemo just walking through the woods. Like, look at him. Look at that cute little chemo. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah, gigantic. I thought this was pretty good. I, so I didn't I. mind it. I, I thought that it was well played out, and I thought that v doing the suicide squad stuff like you're not going to get fancy with that and he writes it really well i like the die when you did suicide get fancy
1: it worked for this thing that you're dealing with with swamp thing right now
2: yeah the fancy stuff that i had at the beginning it still was like i rolled my eyes and got pet but you know going through that idea of setting it up where he's rebuilding himself to get and that and being able to get deal, that backstory like that. that
1: we've desperately wanted since the beginning we want to know who Levi Kamei is and why he's the Swamp Thing. And we're just kind of like, you know, dicking around this whole time. Like, can we finally get to the fireworks factory? I'm still factory? not connected to series. Levi.
2: I'm still not down with him. I don't care about him at all. But I like Swamp Thing. I want to see what's going on. But there's not a point in me right now going, oh, my God, I hope that they don't get Levi because he's such a good guy. I have no idea. I still have no we connection with him there. Yeah, and we have Branch. Why why I mean, yeah, I don't think that snob thing is going to end up on that Suicide I don't Squad. I do Because that would mean the rest of the series would be him on the Suicide Squad. I'm series. just saying the
1: That's idea so. we're complaining about Tina Lantern being too overpowered. I'm like, now the Suicide Squad's going to be so overpowered well, if that were the case. I mean, case. they already
2: have Nightmare Nurse. They're just going around just doing everything. The demonic freaking Dark dealer. side coming up. They got, you know, who else? Who else can they have? Uh, but with all of that, what would you get this?
1: I think I would end up – I'm actually upping my score because I had fun talking about this as well. I like the Suicide Squad where I'm going to be a 7.5 out of 10. Um, Mike Perkins Art I'm not a huge fan of, uh, but I think he actually does this pretty well, here. well in this. Because I'm sorry, the style of stuff he's doing, I don't remember if he's been the main artist the entire time. The Mike Perkins on this title feels new to me, but I don't remember if that's the case. But I like what he does here. I like the Suicide Squad team that we have here because going through it with you, I'm like each of these members in my mind at least makes sense for what you're doing with the Swamp Thing. So I think that's well thought out. And I like all this. It's just. We're at this point in the thing, you know, six issues in of a mini where we know nothing about the main character still. And we're just starting to get to that point through an assault by the Suicide Squad, an Indian jungle. I'm like, that's crazy. But I hope it leads to some fun.
2: Yeah. And it, it is kind of a funny deal. And Mike Perkins has done most of the issues. Okay. You had a step uh, with John McCrae. Last issue with that one shot. Okay, that, maybe that that's why. Them, I wasn't but it has been Mike Park Perkins, and yeah, I actually like his swamp thing characters a lot here. I thought they looked pretty good. I'm a seven out of ten. I'm but, uh, point that's point good me. For I kept me. getting
1: them throughout, like the lowest Lane and doing all those different. I think even maybe Event Leviathan actually Alex Maleev did those, but they have very it, similar styles. They, they do. They and do. it's just it's, so dark everywhere else. I see it and so line heavy and scratchy. I'd never really enjoy seeing it, but I think for the style of this book with the horror theme, and the jungle and the darkness, the way it is, I think it works way better than any kind of the main. You know, roster of characters in DC Comics. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I'm with you, and I, I did like it seven out of ten, and hopefully this is the start of a beautiful friendship where we can start hopefully. finding out more about Levi and get getting more left. connected. Yeah, we, we have till issue ten, so oh, it's
1: ten issues, Actually, Yeah, we have I, I don't ten know issues what I it is anymore. If there was two issues,
2: eight. I'd be, cra- but that's the thing. I'm not going to necessarily. Praise the book just because we just Start getting some info that I guess yeah, But it's of the nice book. to see It's nice to see that we're getting it hopefully It'll tie in but Ram B has gone on Twitter And all the time he says about how he doesn't like to write stories that you get information all the time. He likes to play the long game, and that's how comics used to be. And that, and I'm just like, it's not working a lot of times
1: here. I and mean, I, even, I really want to know where his basis is for used to be. Like, what decade are we talking uh,
2: about? He, I think he's talking. I don't know, Golden Age. I, he's going like the they idea. They all
1: that shit in your face with like six panels. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, I, he said at one point the one tweet was, "I like when you used to get stories that took eighty issues to tell the complete story." And you don't get everything just like a treat preacher? or whatnot. And I'm like, I don't know. I, but, you know, you got to give us something. And this did give me something. So I'm at a 7 out of 10. But I kind of know now what we just talked about. But what are your books of the week?
1: Here? Oh, my books of the week this week are a tie between Suicide Squad number 6 and Swamp Thing number 6.
2: Yeah, and it's cool that they're tie-ins as well, that you like those cool. uh, little deal together. Uh, mine is Suicide Squad. So I did like that. But, again, I still did like. The swamp thing more than I have, so that's pretty cool. And for but, the most
1: part, besides for a few outliers here and there, like you know, the spotlight episodes or like uh, Justice League this week, pretty strong week of books. Not like you know, the, the best week ever, but I'm like, it was they consistently were exactly. okay,
2: right? <laughs> Not bad. But yeah, Not bad. We, we ended up where we, we had our issues with maybe you know, Crush and Lobo, but even then, that was probably my favorite issue of the run. Most of my books are between the seven five. And a seven or six five like that, except for Bendis bullshit that just sucks. But with all of that, we'll talk about what we're going to talk about Can't next. Can't books for Bendis. Yeah, I know. There's not bad characters. There's only bad writers. Eric Shea told me that way way back when I first started reading comics when I was seven. And with all of oh, that, here are you're fourteen the books. years older than me. Yeah, really. this. This is the idea of where. Two of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight if you want to you know, listen to those. I'll have my, my theories. They're never right anymore. At no. one point, I thought they were, but they not never they are. Were. But, yeah, I think at first I was pretty good. I shouldn't say anything because I think it's just like, now I'm playing an evil game. Am I just saying it just to not get I don't know. You're not playing any games. I don't know. That I can't think that much ahead. And even but by the yeah. time
1: that they pick what's going to be the spotlight books, you don't even remember what you said. No, I never do. I don't remember when we're done. <laughs> we're there. We stop we're going, What the hell did I just say? Who are you? <laughs>
2: Where am I? Is this real life? Two of these books will be on the Patreon now to let everybody know a little bit of a special deal as well. It's an annuals month at there annuals week at the end of this month. So we'll Crazy. have an annuals week. Episode as well by the end of This where you, just beyond the Patreon so yeah, have the Tuesdays gets it and I think I'm going to go with Tuesdays rule all The days Eric where we'll have the Marvel as well even though They don't have that because they're on Wednesdays But we're going to go with if it's one It's both is what I say Eric, Tuesday's gone to win Jim and Tuesday's gone here we go Batman Urban Legends number Six Eric we will finish the Red Hood story and get on with some other things. Well, that's that, a shame oh, this
1: is only a six-issue mini, huh? Yeah, it is, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I already I already told that to bet my beyond mark. <laughs> like, yeah, I think we're done. Uh, it looks like that uh, deal continuing Everything the Everything else
1: that we've been dealing with, for the most part, that are just thrown into that book to be like a few issues here, or like a one-shot kind of deal, they all have diminishing returns. They're no well, good. Just they actually try this. Home. The things that we actually enjoy are ending now, and I'm yeah. like, why come back? the funny thing is as i was looking
2: at and i may be wrong but i i do think that i'm correct here is you end the red hood deal you're also gonna end not that we like it but you'll end that tim drake story so that's done and then the other two are just one shot so it's an easy jumping Jeez. off point
3: or An easy
1: jumping off i look forward to seeing the then, finale of red hood though they see how we get into like you know uh suicide what is it task force Z? Was that how that worked out
2: yeah yeah and, and also with that too uh Remember, the thing that was the bit of a cliffhanger is we're going to find out what Batman thinks of when he thinks of the great stuff, when he's happy. Remember, he got the cheer oh, drops. Oh, the cheer out. drops. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so we're going to find out what he what would make Batman with happy. that
1: new all-time great villain, Cheer. Yes, <laughs> with his crazy
2: spray-painted-on biker jacket that I like. I think it's cool. It's I gonna be like I this like new that comedian. Look. I love that look, but I could never pull it off. I would look so what, foolish with that. Yeah, no, that jacket that he had, that yellow spray painted thing. Oh, I right, look right. like a fool. I'm a small guy. Detective Comics number one thousand forty-one. <laughs> hey, short stack! here, see, you did it, Eric. You ended up wrapping it all around. <laughs> Detective Comics number one thousand forty-one. See if that book has any direction as we go off into oh, fear state. I, I i'm guessing somebody blows up something then it's just me i don't know mr worth you're gonna blow shit up remember he's gonna have the eye worms here's the funniest thing in this you know the, the cool thing batman urban legends you end up having batman with the cheer drops he's gonna see everything that he loves detective comics batman is enraged by having the, the eye worms. The so it's kind he's of a cool infected. little deal oh my god i am batman number zero Eric, I'm,
1: to. I'm saying that's gonna right be right I'm there. I'm just saying let's get Jay Fox into that costume.
2: That is going to be on the Patreon spotlight. That is my guest there. Uh, and with that, that does go into fear state too. It which does. People Crazy. Were com- people were confused about what that book would be and what it means and whatnot. Uh, we have Infinite Frontier number four. Awesome, right? I, I Damn like right. That I love getting that them book pretty quick here, and I can't wait for that Justice League Last Ride number four. As Eric oh, says. The Chip Zdarsky book. Um, I love Chip Zdarsky. I do not love this book. I'm hoping that this is the issue that makes me get on. On the
1: cover, you have Green Lantern and Superman fighting parademons, which I assume is on OS. We're going to get back to the flashback of what drove the Just League apart, which is the main focus of what I care about in this book. That sounds cool. So
2: hopefully that will be the
1: case. Again, I'm judging a book by its cover. I have no idea if that's what we're going to get, but I hope it is judging by the cover. At
2: one point I was told, I don't know, but I, I think I was told not to judge things oh, by no. its cover, but we'll do it. Pennyworth number one, a new book uh, coming out with One of Alfred. seven. Yeah, young Alpha. What, what are these things? Are these MI all crap six, shoots? Alfred. Are they? So weird. Uh, The Joker number six. So that's going to continue. And from what I heard, it looks like we're going to get a little cannibalism going on. There's Samson family going on. Yeah, there's Samson's. Holy crap. They're from Texas. They are. You know, a decent punchline back up. Oh, my. Look, I watched the Forever Purge last night. Nothing good happens in Texas. No, I'm avoiding that. (laughs) Everybody eating each other and stuff. Wonder Woman number seven, seven, seven. Eric, we'll see what's going on with. You know, we have I, I, Ziggy. I'm, lo- that's thing, I, the, I'm looking at the, the cover of this one, and I don't know what this is about. <laughs> okay, well, don't judge it by the cover, because remember, we ended up having Raditz talks. Well, uh, I'm just like,
1: what I see in this, it seems like the Golden Age Wonder Woman fighting maybe Hercules in a Wonder Woman costume.
2: You're, you're depressing
1: me. <laughs> While she has the lasso of submission I'm, I'm, wrapped around him, I need that book.
2: Like I need something to happen in that book, like this this swamp thing this week. That it shows me that I can enjoy the book.
1: I'm because sorry, I, I can't even not, judge this book by the cover because I don't uh, understand it. <laughs>
2: whether or not, I, what is that? That cover is weird. <laughs> it is odd. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does look like Hercules in an old Wonder Woman costume getting punched in the face. Well, Wonder Woman's in an even Wonder older Wonder Woman,
1: Wonder Woman costume.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I haven't been enjoying that book. Me, yeah, I, uh, I do. I'm looking at the covers that they have released for that, and you do end up having one of the Suicide Squad variants, and it has Harley Quinn jumping above a weasel. <laughs> it looks funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, but weasel. that is that. Yeah, yeah, crazy. How do you um, feel about Sean C.
1: Gunn's portrayal of? Uh, of Calendar Man for that split I didn't second. Like,
2: I didn't like that that much, but I, I didn't so mind. Weird, I know that people my were. Yeah, people were getting upset about it. I just kind of giggled and i thought it was kind him. of
1: funny because i don't remember his name but the guy who plays polka dot man plays the voice of calendar man in the long halloween yeah, animated yeah, yeah, movie yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like him telling himself that he's on his own fucking his pussy. own
2: deal yeah it, that was a good movie i know a lot of people are against it people seem to be you know clapping back. At long halloween, halloween. now the suicide squad people I like are on, and i, I haven't I watched actually, part two of that movie yet yeah, yeah. i haven't seen the long halloween deal that's come out but i like the suicide squad movie i watched it twice and i don't do that I much, think so. the
1: thing is, I watched it twice, it's and on fun. the second viewing, I realized there's some stuff that could be trimmed off of that movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, I actually thought that the first time, but I still had fun with it, and that's all I really wanted. And the, the whole I, thing yeah, with fun. Harley
1: Quinn going with that, the, like the, the leader of that, you know, Corto Maltese, yeah, stuff yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, The whole freaking montage of them, like you know, spending, it, cut all that out because it's one trick gag. And it's pretty much one of those things. If you have seen it once, it's fine. I'm glad the first time. Like I knew it was going to happen, but it was okay. The second time, I'm sitting there, I'm like. This is like one of those family guy jokes that go on way too long. And you just oh want like, my. Oh, they're just still up some space here. I,
2: I actually thought it was like one of those Saturday night live skits that you're like looking at your watch, like really, we're still doing this. Oh, thing, everyone. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. That is shit. <laughs> I, I will tell you though, I, I got a kick out of Pete Davidson. I like him. Blackguard. I, 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 li- I like Pete Davidson. I know th- I don't. either hate, uh, either hate him or love him I, and I, him. I actually, I actually really like him. I think he's pretty cool. But, uh, with all of that, one of two of those books will be picked, and I'm telling you, it's going to be Pennyworth and the uh, Batman, I am Batman number zero. That's it. So if you want to listen to those, I'm calling it I right now. I think it's now, going right. to be
1: Wonder Woman oh, and just, Infinite just, Frontier. Oh, really?
2: Just I'm telling you right now, you want to listen to that I am Batman number zero and the Pennyworth, you're going to have to go. <laughs> just, I don't know. I'm never right. Wow. I am never right. But. That's what I say. Just- You're going to
1: blackmail the audience?
2: Uh, yes, exactly. And all those. So, yeah, you'll have to check out two of those books to get the complete story of the week, including like this week with Crush and Lobo, number three, and the Crime Syndicate, number six, the ending of that. The yep, finale. With a Patreon as well. Go to patreon.com slash weird science. But that's it. Eric. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for joining me once again. Uh, you did a decent job. You, you didn't mail it in. Completely. I did so. How dare you? You, know, you kind of did. You got the stamp on it going. Return I literally like put it on if there. If that is, if you did, I, I want to return this shit to sender, Eric. I'm going to say return the sender. But with all of I don't that have my address said on there. and done, Eric, what do we say at the end?
1: Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Yeah, boy. The wolf man. <laughs> Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No warthogs, evil mites.
3: Beware of my power, Green's light. I agree. Yeah.
0: Closing time, that's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time, you've heard the pod's over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time, nine hours you just wasted, now it's time to get back to work. Closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's A fucking jerk Eric's got to Go play with his toy. Every has got to Go play with his toy. Every has got to Go play with his toy. To play with his toy.